0: Well.
1: Let me turn, try,
0: if this plan of yours fails, I want you to know It's been a beautiful partnership feeling is mutual, Val feeling is mutual
1: Where do you keep your casserole
2: dishes? Why? The cat won't fit in the toaster Maybe you can hire the A-T
0: Are you not used to being given orders? Whenever Giles sends me on a mission, he always says, please And afterwards, I get a cookie Let's
1: talking about, woo? Soft kitty warm kitty soft for kitty warm kitty kitty happy kitty happy kitty, bird kitty, bird bird. kitty
0: bird. Bird. <laughs> Welcome to Change Channels Podcast. This is your host with the most Mike MacMassoonis. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great. Welcome to Easy A Part Two. It's true, we have America's co-host with us. How you doing, sir?
1: Good morning.
0: And then, of course, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Jason. What's up, sir?
2: Doing good, doing good.
0: We are all awake this time? Sort of. Well, at least I am. So I was the one that was the most tired last time. So we are back for Easy A Part 2. It's true, right?
1: Sure, let's do it again.
0: <laughs> this is the uh, top 10 list of uh, Gone Too Soon. And I am very excited. This is what our how many lists, Jameson, have we done in this? Uh, two. This is our second list, right? Yeah. Okay. That's why it was so
1: hard. Wow. To...
0: Yeah. yeah you're
2: just... Jameson's like, wait, we've done a bunch. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't what? know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Remember two? I listened to all these list episodes, and now I'm getting confused on how many we've done. So there you go. But I'm glad to have you on, Jason. Man, you were a little upset on the last episode that you know we didn't invite you on. So here you well, are. Well,
2: I'm just saying, oh. I I am the uh TV theme song guy like that's all i ever listen to half the time all right and so I tell get me an invite what would your top tv theme song be
1: top tv theme song
0: yeah just yes. give, give us your top 10 list now sir oh, i didn't come prepared with a top 10 list on right, that. give me
1: give me a, off your head a top 3 favorite tv theme songs there we go uh there's so many good ones oh boy here's this guy i'm the expert on it he said <laughs> <laughs> no i I said I love them. You call me on a minute's notice. I'll have it ready. (laughs) No, I never said that.
0: Well, let me ask you this. How did you like our list that we had?
1: It was terrible.
0: (laughs) Wow, look at this guy. (laughs) What a jerk.
2: Well, see, I was semi-prepared for that question before or back in the day because we set up this recording a long time ago. Six months ago. Uh, Yeah, it was ridiculous. And so... When I listened to the episode, I was making mental notes. I'm like, oh, they could have used this, and they could have used it. Why was that even in there? Man, they're missing all the good stuff. And now it's been like a couple months or
0: it's four only been or five a month.
2: weeks. Like, I don't, I don't really remember any of it anymore.
1: <laughs> it still pains me that I didn't have Gilligan's Island on my list. Gilligan's Island is a classic, man. Love it.
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure Knight Rider did not surprise you, sir. It was my number one, of course.
2: No. You know what su- would surprise you, though? What? It wouldn't even be on my top ten.
0: Wow. That's how Ooh, many yeah.
2: good theme songs there are out there that you have completely missed.
0: Wow, look at this guy. Oh. Where was Perfect Strangers? We just did that episode and people heard the theme song. And I already said on so? the episode I didn't really dig that song all that much. So. Oh, you're
2: ridiculous, sir. That's a good one. I listened to it on repeat for like an hour after that episode, I was like, "No, this is a good one right here." <laughs>
0: they
2: missed out. I feel sorry for
0: your
1: wife sometimes.
0: Which yeah. one?
1: <laughs> I have <laughs> more than one. Having to listen to the Perfect Strangers theme song for an hour. Oh, okay. No, that was that
2: was at work, man. I was by myself, rocking out, singing. <laughs> it's all good.
0: <laughs> uh, I love it. So you still have no idea what your number one would have been. Uh.
2: Hmm. No, I have no idea. I'd have to really give it some thought, which I could have done had I been invited onto the episode. Well, we dodged that bullet then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you can't get upset with us, sir, because every time we're recorded, you're like just now getting home from work and you got things to do, man. Yeah, Jason,
1: your schedule is really hard for us to work around.
2: Hey, no, (laughs) you guys record when I'm at work, not just getting home from work. You guys record when I'm at work. Because you guys record too early for me. Well, get a new job and it'll be all good. Uh Uh-huh. And I like how you threw me under the bus on that episode of like, oh, yeah, (laughs) we would like to record with Jason, but man, he's just so busy. I'm like, "Uh, I distinctly remember sitting around for a month waiting for your schedule to clear up so we could record this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That concludes our segment of Airing Dirty Laundry. It's,
0: uh. all right boys should we all right not should we because jameson's a jerk and tells me no so let's roll into some uh tv news let's do oh, it. No,
2: i don't really feel like doing
0: that so we got to talk about the shows that got renewed and got canceled because there's a lot of those that have happened uh pretty actually summer early and some are surprising, no, some are not, not really. surprising. So, have you been watching
2: TV for the last five years?
0: Yeah, I have been, sir. These, I
2: could make some. I could have made some cuts a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's true. these networks come out with all these new shows, and it's inevitable that within two weeks you'll get several cancellations. You'll get some premature uh, series that get picked up for another season. And you're just like, why? Yeah. Why did you I love the, the second episode renewals. That's just crazy. Yeah. I'm... I know. They're like, this is a hit. And then the numbers start going way
1: down. You know what I really enjoy? I watched the pilot episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the Andy Samberg cop comedy drama.
0: You moron. And,
1: well, but the, you know what I love is, like, the second commercial break, they have a commercial for America's favorite new hit about that o- their own show that I'm watching oh the pilot God. of. Like, I've, <laughs> America has seen 12 minutes of this show. America in Jameson. This is America's it. favorite new hit. Like, uh, I haven't seen the whole show yet. I love that.
0: Well, Lucky 7 got canceled after three episodes. Not surprising.
2: Was anybody really surprised by that at all? Due to uh, the fact that it's pretty much the exact same premise of a show that was on a few years ago called Windfall that mm-hmm. died after, like, I don't know, six seven episodes
0: <laughs> well your favorite show the crazy ones jason that got renewed for a full season order i'm sure you're excited about that sir
2: uh, i still haven't watched it
0: <laughs> i thought you were i thought you were bagging on that show a little while ago why would
2: i bag on that show
0: i don't know what
2: you guys I are bagging-
0: Show so, Geller and robin williams what's not to like there i know i mean i so i, I like it? it it's cool i dig that show
2: It's on my DVR. It's one of the ones I'm planning on watching, but I've been super busy lately. Yeah. So my DVR is piling up with all these shows I want to check out.
0: Yeah,
1: well... Half of them would be canceled by the time you get to them.
0: Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine-Nine did get the full season ordered. That happened. And then America's Next Top Model, of course, got renewed. Uh, but NBC right. canceled. Welcome to the family, and also Ironside got canceled after it was three Welcome episodes. Welcome to the family. The, the Wait, uh, James Ironside Connell. got canceled. Yeah, Ironside's canceled after three episodes. Yeah, it's not good. It just uh, today I just I,
2: watched the first episode.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at uh, the web. There's this website called IsMyShowCanceled.com, and they update it every day, and that got canceled yesterday.
2: I don't believe you. I'm looking it up.
0: Go ahead, look it up. I don't
1: even
2: care. Why am I? <laughs>
1: I'm a big Blair a- Underwood fan. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I, I watched it because I do remember watching some of the old series. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a remake. Um, Raymond Burr played Ironside. and I watched it way back in the day, a few episodes. I remember watching it and kind of digging it. And so I made a mental note of, like, when that comes back out, when that remake uh, opens up, I'm going to watch it. Give it a shot. And so I watched the first episode... And I'll say this. There's nothing wrong with the show. But it is so plain Jane police yeah. procedural. Yeah. That it's yeah, like, I, I can watch any other police procedural that's on TV right now that's actually interesting and not this. Because yeah, this it is. It doesn't doing have nothing. anything
1: anything to it. It doesn't have no. you know, so, a, a draw to it, really. It's no. harmless. And yeah. your draw should
2: be your main character. Um, and he's just. Other than the fact he's in a wheelchair, there's nothing different about this character. He's the same character you see in almost any other police yeah. procedural show.
0: Yeah. Which
2: one was uh, Welcome to the Family? Is that the James Con one?
0: Uh, let's see. Wel- no. Welcome to the Family, NBC. Jeez. Uh, I
2: don't it know. Was, I, I can see the, the ad in my head that I saw in, like, an Entertainment Weekly. It's, like, these two families that are having to come oh, together. Oh, that's what the
1: guy from, uh, like, the, the... – brother or something from yes dear yes yeah okay yep yep um, i like it too but he just can't he can't get his own show to stay on his feet yeah well but, let's just admit that some people
2: are starring actors and some people are supporting actors good, they really reaction. should stay
1: there
0: it's true uh mom got a full season order uh, I,
1: uh, there's no need for that either
0: uh the millers got uh full season crazy once franklin and bash got renewed for season four Small that town
2: show surprises me because <laughs> I've never watched it uh, but it's definitely one of the shows when it premiered in it the first season of that show that I looked at and said well that's not going to last very long
1: I have the and exact it's actually same of around I cannot believe I saw the cast and everything like oh yeah that will enjoy it while it's here because it's going to be gone
0: soon uh, Yeah yeah my show team wolf got renewed for season 4 so that super excited huh. about
2: Turns out breaking news ironside was canceled (laughs) (laughs) how about that you know Uh, what that's good that that, that's three episodes i can cut off my dvr right now there you go i'm not gonna watch the last two way to break the
1: news jason you're hearing it here first from jason spencer it's true Masunis, you need to get on the ball
0: here i just told you it was canceled fools i don't recall that stop open up your ears now i'm trying to steal credit now now here's the thing. Uh if you guys don't know, good old Jason here does Agents of Shield podcast, which your podcast is called the SHIELD Files. Yes, indeed. Now, uh we do know that we got a full season order. Now let me ask you this, sir. I've been having some issues as you know, and you know, me and you usually three, four shows, we're done. So let me ask you this if you didn't have this podcast, would you probably still continue on with this show?
1: Uh yeah, yes yes all right let me ask you this if this but show... it wouldn't be
2: something i would watch the night it came out at all it would be on the dvr with all these other shows and someday i would watch
1: it uh, if that's... this show did not have
2: agent colson in it how good is no. it no no <laughs> it's, it's already i wouldn't canceled, watch right? the show yeah it wouldn't even be on my dvr because i just wouldn't care okay. It's it's unbelievable
0: so the newest episode i haven't watched so it was a bad it's dude better okay it's better. It, it's
2: better than the last
0: one was Okay.
2: There are some aspects in it. If you listen to my episode uh, reviewing the show, uh, this last episode, I talked about it. Because I even mentioned you. I said, hey, me and Masunas, we have kind of the same philosophy. You give it three to four episodes, and then you boogie out. Life's too short to waste on a bad show. Right. And, and I said, this episode, this last episode, is the one that makes me go, okay, I'll watch the next one. Uh, yeah. Because they do a couple of things in the show – that are interesting to me and I want to see built
1: upon. But the episode's still just pretty plain Jane.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I I kind of came to the realization last week with that, like, you know, I, I want I want to really like this show and I'm convincing myself I really like this show, but when I'm being honest, it's a struggle at sometimes.
0: I agree, hundred yeah, percent.
1: It's, it's just not doing anything. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's and I know it's that's because of the supporting story. cast. Everything, every, pretty much everyone other than Coulson, I don't. They're just vanilla, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. Completely agree.
0: Yeah, uh, we do have the blacklist, uh, and the, the blacklist got renewed. Along, just renew that
1: for five more seasons, if you could.
0: Yeah, We Are Men canceled after two episodes. Obviously, that that should be a given uh the simpsons renewed for 20 man season 26 ridiculous <laughs> man sleepy hollow got renewed so that's good i'm gonna check that out my wife loves that show but i was like i'm gonna wait till it gets renewed if i'm gonna invest my time so now I've i can
2: check the it first out. episode and it was really good
0: so that's uh yeah camp canceled after season one and wilfred renewed for season four unbelievable season
2: four that's been on for four years yeah yes, crazy
0: covert affairs renew for season five so yeah so those are kind of the big ones that got the news for october but that's the big one those are the renewals those are the cancels nothing really to oh one thing i want to talk about the shows that i'm watching now currently uh i finally got into castle dude took me like what five years and i finally got into it it's not pretty bad good man. show huh pretty good show it is. Uh thank God for TNT, you know, it would always play after bones and my wife would be checking on like, I thought you don't like this show, you know, but the episode that sold me, I I don't know what season it was, but it's the one where they go underwater and they got to break out before they drown. That was the episode I was like officially sold on after that.
2: So. I don't understand how you could just jump randomly into an episode <laughs> of a show like that.
0: It you know, it just it just,
2: plays. That just that boggles my mind. I don't understand that.
0: You know, I'm catching I'm doing up doing it though. wrong. I know. I know, but... You're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, you should be happy, though, because you've always said, check out Castle, it's a good show, but, yeah, you know... But you just got to do it right. I know, but... Episode one. I checked out epi- the first season two episodes, one. and I was like, eh, it's okay. But, you know, just randomly have it on it's over okay. time. Uh, I don't
1: think Nathan Fillion's ever been in anything where you're like, nah, it's okay.
0: So yeah. Enough, it- he was awesome in Buffy, man. He was the main villain in season four, I believe it was. He's awesome in everything. That's true. Have you guys seen? Uh, oh, well, actually, you have. I haven't. The uh, Much to do about nothing's finally on DVD, so I gotta check that out. See if it's good. It's
1: good stuff, man. We it's watched good. it again the other night.
0: Excellent. And then Arrow is just so flipping Do not good, talk
1: man. about Arrow. I've only seen the first yeah. episode. Let's, let's just hush hush now.
0: Okay. It, <laughs> episode two was just so mind blowing. It's good times, man. I love Arrow. Such a great show. SVU is still killer. Uh, after all these, you know, after all this reinvention and, uh, you know, change. No more change, Munch. Yeah, no more Munch, just retired, but it is so good this year. I'm digging that. Revenge is finally back on track. Season 2 was really weak. Season 3 is going back to the Season 1 format, so Revenge is picked up to a whole new level. So I'm totally digging that. Um, those are some of the shows that I currently watch that are just, you know, cranking it out. Of course, Supernatural is always awesome, so... What about you guys? Michael J. Fox show. You guys checked that out yet?
1: Uh, I watched the first episode. It was pretty good. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes, and uh, it's all right. I, the problem is, I think it's more enter. It's more. It's entertaining more than it is funny. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, I would agree with
1: that. Yeah, and so you know, it's I have them starting to pile up on my DVR, and debating how much I'm going to invest into it. Well, here the thing with me is I watch it for Michael J.
2: Fox and yeah. I really want it to do good because I want Michael J. Fox to have a hit show kind of thing. I just don't
1: care so much about the show. Yeah, that's I I agree. And I can't stand the girl who's the lady who's cast as his wife, you know, the lady from oh, uh, the Chicken I would wish they I wish they would have had his actual wife, Tracy Poland, instead of being the neighbor there's chemistry between them as, you know, husband and wife. 'Cause I can't stand the chick from Breaking Bad. Yeah. I like her. I like her, but I mean in But I no like chemistry. her in Breaking Bad. Yeah, there's <laughs> no chemistry between her and Michael J. Fox at all. Not so much.
0: So were you guys pleased with the ending to Breaking Bad? I
1: have not <laughs> seen it. I'm eight
2: episodes yep. behind. Do not say a word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I've been super busy and eight episodes. That's all I have left. It's uh, all on my DVR, and I've had family exactly visiting. That's exactly how many I have,
0: dude. How have you stayed spoiler free on this? I have
2: not. Why not talking to people like you? I I've don't. I don't know anything. Spoiled on a couple of major things that happen, and it's very frustrating. But I have had family visiting for the last week, and it is not a show I can watch. No, that's in my living room where it is on my DVR. Right, with my kids and my.
1: Wife's grandma.
2: (laughs) That's that's been my my problem. problem. I
1: have to watch it like when everybody goes to bed. Finally, like all right, I'm gonna try and get through an episode before I pass out. Here we go. Exactly.
0: Now, were you spoiled by just random people, or just seeing something online, or what? How'd you get
2: stuff online? You know, you're you're bopping around on some of the news sites because you know, for our podcast, when we're dealing with movies and TV and stuff, I still have to find out what's going on in the world of movies and. That the first few days was really difficult because I'm like, if I go check out anything, they're going to have news on Breaking Bad. And I had to find news for the podcast. So I was bumming around, and bam, there's a picture that I really shouldn't have seen. Ah, crap.
0: Oh, I know what I picture that is. That
2: picture. Hey, let's so not talk
0: about the picture, guys.
2: And then, you know, somebody randomly on Facebook will just be like, man, blah, 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 on Breaking Bad. Oh, come on. Yeah. Spoiling things in your Facebook post, like that's messed up. Yeah, that deserves a face punch,
0: it's, right? It's true. Now Dexter, I heard, was terrible ending, but you have other thoughts, would've, sir. You would heard wrong. I know. So, <laughs> so you you dug it, sir. So it
2: wasn't the ending I would have liked. It wasn't as strong of an ending I would have liked, but that finale was better than most TV finales. Are allowed to be so that's it's not it wasn't bad i just think most people wanted it to end differently
0: yeah i found the burn notice finale to be so so good um are you have you watched burn notice at all i know dan does never. what about you you've never watched it never seen an episode okay uh that was one finale that I just I love so much that it just wrapped up so much stuff and it was just I couldn't have thought of a better way of doing it and I was so happy with that finale that was really good so cool good time so all right guys I think that's it so why don't we go ahead and roll into our list of top 10 gone too soon And uh, Jason, why don't you start us off, sir, since you're the guest, and then we'll go to Jameson, and then I will list mine. So do you guys have any honorable mentions at all? or Indeed. What do you... All right. So what do you have, sir, for your honorable mentions?
2: Well, first off, let's tell everybody what this list entails. These are our TV shows, our favorite TV shows, our top ten TV shows of shows that, like you said, were gone too soon. They were shows our, our rules were they could have gone two seasons or less.
1: Correct. exactly.
2: Anything more than two seasons, that's a show that got its chance. Disqualified, yes. Uh, Some of the things that made my honorable mentions did get more than two seasons. That's why they're honorable mentions. Gotcha. Uh, Let's see. Veronica Mars, which lasted three seasons, ended on a... Cliffhangery type ending, a very down note, where you're just like, oh, now what? How are they going to fix this kind of thing? But then it was canceled. Uh, it's obviously can't make my list because it was three seasons long. But we are getting a Veronica Mars movie, which is going to kind of wrap up that whole storyline, uh, which is really nice. I, I like the fact that that's happening. I put Firefly on my honorable mentions because let's face it, we all we all know. You don't have to remind us. Firefly, Firefly, Firefly. We get it. Done too soon. 13 episodes. We understand. But it got a movie. It got a movie that wrapped it up pretty nicely uh, in a nice little bow. So I'm putting it on honorable mentions because there are other shows that deserve our attention more than Firefly. Everybody knows Firefly. And the other show that is on my honorable mentions lasted two seasons. And it's amazing. You will all have to agree with that. Would be a little show called Baywatch Nights.
0: Yep. <laughs> Bay I agree. I agree with you 100%, man. It's an
2: interesting, interesting show. It was a spinoff of Baywatch when David Hasselhoff decided to bop off and do his own thing. Him and a couple of the other people from Baywatch started Baywatch Nights, and it was David Hasselhoff's side job. Uh, it was Mitch Buchanan, his uh, character, being a private eye at night. So during the day he was Mitch Buchanan lifeguard at night, he was Mitch Buchanan private eye. And the funny thing about the show is the first season was very much your typical nineties private eye type show where he, they would be running around and fighting mobsters and stuff or whatever. And then they decided to go a whole different route with season two. they, they got renewed for season two, and they sat there and said, okay, we got to change something up. This is too cookie-cutter. What are we going to do to make this more interesting? And so Baywatch Nights became David Hasselhoff as Mitch Buchanan fighting ghosts and monsters. Heck yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And when I say amazing, I mean amazingly bad. <laughs> uh, because it was Mitch Buchanan going up against ghosts, monsters, aliens, uh, super-powered freaks. It was Baywatch meets X-Files, and it was so randomly crazy how it went from one thing to the other that I just find it super enjoyable from that perspective. Lasted two seasons and then disappeared from public consciousness, probably rightfully so. That's I
1: totally forgot about Baywatch Nights.
2: I lived in Germany for a time. Yes. And I was in this I store, <laughs> which was, uh, I don't even know what it, I don't know what store it was, but it was kind of like a Walmart-ish type store. And they had kind of like this bargain bin section. And in that section, I found a Baywatch Knights
1: paperback
2: book. The Volksmart? Yeah, probably. And uh, it was in German or else I would have bought it. But it was pretty awesome. Had David Hasselhoff on the cover, shining a
1: flashlight into the darkness. They watched nights. <laughs> I picked awesome. up a large amount of uh, David Hasselhoff CDs while I was over there. I think we all did.
2: <laughs> the Night Rocker CD was the best. The Night same. Rocker's the best.
0: <laughs> Jump in my car, though, man. That's my jam. Uh,
2: there was a store I went into. I'd probably been in Germany for about a month. We were down uh, downtown, and I went into this store that was like a poster store, frames, all that kind of stuff. And they had, you know, those big poster holder, big things ranks. that you could like, yeah, you you can flip through them kind of thing. You see them at every Walmart or whatever. And but this one was huge and had these big door size posters. And so I'm flipping through it, and the last poster on there was the David Hasselhoff poster, mm-hmm. and it was the Night Rocker image. It's him. With these shredded bleached jeans. <laughs> no shirt on and a leather jacket. And it, and on the bottom, it was emblazoned Night Rocker. And oh. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm buying it. Yeah. I don't have any money right now. We got to go get some Deutschmarks. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to buy this poster. I went back a week later, totally serious about buying it. Because I'm like, this is too cool not to have. And it
0: was gone. Imagine how much that'd be worth now.
2: I could probably find it on eBay. 350 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They probably would have given it to me for free if I would have asked.
1: Right. If you would have just been really nice about it. It's true. Good times. Those are my honorable mentions.
0: What about you, Jameson?
1: Uh, Honorable mentions, yeah. Uh, my list just closed down on me, so I'm uh, <laughs> waiting that to reopen. Um, let's see. Yes. Honorable mentions. Um, a little show I liked because I'm just a sucker for the actors. Uh, it was called Up All Night uh, with Will Arnett and Christina oh, Applegate. Yeah. Yep. I really dug that show a lot and uh, thought it was, I didn't like the first couple episodes at all and thought it started to get on its feet a little towards the end and then canceled like all Will Arnett shows get canceled. Um, I started to get into them and they, they, never make it, but, um, and for me, the, let's see, the other one that I have is might be on one of your lists. I don't know is twin peaks. Uh, kind of for the same reason Jason had Firefly on there. Twin Peaks got two seasons, um, and then it got its movie Firewalk with me, uh, thought it was great. Thought it was, you know, groundbreaking show and all that. Um, wish you could have got a, a, a third or fourth season, you know, kept going, but I don't know how much more they could have done with it. That's the only issue with it. So that's why it's an honorable mention.
0: Excellent. Uh, I only have one, and it was a show that was on Fox right after 21 Jump Street from 1987 to 1988. It's a TV show called Werewolf. I love this show. Uh, We had Lance Legault from the A-Team. He was the bounty hunter that had to go after uh, this guy named Eric, and he got bit by a werewolf, and uh, he always knew he was going to be a werewolf because when he looked at his hand, he got this uh, pentagram on it, and it would start to bleed, and then... The Werewolf was just so creepy-looking, and it was only a half-hour episode. There was 28 of them, and you cannot find the sucker on DVD or anywhere. You can go on YouTube and see some crappy-looking versions of it, but I love this show. It was great, and uh, I hope one day they will release it on DVD. There's just a lot of legal issues with this show, but Chuck Connors was in this show, and this is where he passed away shortly after this was done, so... Do you guys remember that show at all?
2: I I don't.
0: Yeah, it uh, was sounds sounds like a fever dream. Yeah, if you if you go to YouTube and you just watch the beginning, they would show a full moon, and all of a sudden it'll go over. There's a werewolf that howls, and then it says werewolf, and it was the typical Incredible Hulk type of thing where uh, he would, you know, at the half hour mark. But of course, this was a half hour, so at the 15 minute mark, he would wolf out. You know, it was kind of he was on a mission to find the guy that could he had to kill to get cured and the first episode was a i believe a two-hour premiere and his uh his roommate is the one that uh gets attacked and then he gets yeah it, it's just it's an awesome show it was only 28 episodes and i loved it it was great so i have it on vhs and uh, i want to transfer this sucker to dvd because it was good times cool yeah so, yeah, look that sucker up, man. Check it out. Some episodes are on YouTube and some look better than others. But the werewolf was just amazing looking. So Let's
1: hit the big list.
0: Let's do it. So, Jason, what's your number 10, sir?
2: Oh, I have no idea. Oh, my God. I'm ready for you. Oh, boy. Number 10. Only lasted seven episodes back in 2007. And it's a show called Rains. Reigns. Hmm. Uh, Rains. Like I said, only seven episodes. Didn't last very long. I think you can find all seven episodes on Hulu. Okay. Um, but it was a show. I got a little thing I'll read, kind of sum it up. It says, Los Angeles, present day. Michael Raines, an eccentric but brilliant cop, solves murders in a very unusual way. He turns the victims into his partners. The visions that he has are figments of Rain's imagination, and he knows it, but when he can't make the dead disappear, he works with them to find the killer. Through his discussions, along with the evidence, Rain's images of the victims change until he has a clear picture of what really happened. Only when the case is closed do the visions end. Other detectives question Rain's sanity, and occasionally so does he. However, as long as his unique methods of help uh, are helping catch criminals, he imagines he'll just be fine. It was a... The way it reads off like that, he basically has visions of the dead people. So he'll go to a crime scene. He'll see someone dead. And then all of a sudden, that dead person's ghost, quote-unquote ghost, will be standing behind him hmm. and talking to him and kind of telling him information. But not it's only information that he already knows because they're not really ghosts. They are strictly his imagination. But he interacts with them. Because it's that powerful kind of thing. Because he is kind of off, right? And so he'll talk to him. He'll hang out. He'll. That's kind of how he works through the case. And it's actually it was really good. It, um, I didn't watch it until it was over. But uh, like I said, I saw it all on, um, Hulu. And I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it starred Jeff Goldblum, which is the reason oh, I started wow. watching it. Yeah. And he is already a little touched in the head anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> He's so much fun to watch. Oh, um, yeah. And there's this, there's this scene that was in kind of like the trailer for the series where he's talking to a guy in an interrogation room. And the ghost is bothering him. Like, oh, ask him this, and ask him this, and ask him this. And Jeff Goldblum like goes, shh, kind of shushes him. And the, the guy in the room with him is like, what the hell? And Jeff Goldblum realizes that he just shushed nothing. Mm-hmm. And so he like starts swatting in front of his face and go shh, shh, shh. And he's like, oh, fly. Nice. <laughs> but he does it in such an eccentric way, a very Jeff Goldblum way, that I'm just like, man, that... That body language alone makes me interested in seeing him play this character. And so I checked it out on Hulu, watched all seven episodes, and was really bummed out that it didn't make it. Because while it was your typical police procedural, like we've talked about already on this show, the character that he portrays is interesting enough to want to watch another one of those types of shows.
1: Awesome. Interesting. I love I, Jeff Goldblum. I love that guy. I just watched I, him last I time. recommend
2: going to Hulu and, and checking out the show. It's only seven episodes. It's not that much of a commitment. It was worth it. Excellent.
1: Cool.
0: I dig it. What about you, sir? Uh,
1: Alright, my number ten. My number ten is a show that I used to love back in the early 90s. Uh, only lasted two seasons, starring Chris Elliott. It's called Get a Life. Uh, Chris Elliott stars, he is a Thirty-year-old man living with his parents, I hate uh, living life as a paper boy, <laughs> and man, I can't stand Chris Elliott normally, but something about this show always cracked me up. I don't and think I've ever heard of it. I
0: hate that show. It's terrible.
1: It's so good. He's just—he's <laughs> an idiot, Chris Elliott being an idiot, and you know, like you living with your parents right now, uh, having a paper route as your main source of income, and just. Acting like a 15-year-old kid. Who uh, told
0: you I'm living with my parents?
1: <laughs> I I just love this show. It cracks me up. It's Because it's so ridiculous. The premise of it and and the little skits that would be within the show. Just It's a good time.
0: I don't know about good times, sir. You don't
1: know nothing about good times. <laughs> so. Oh, man. It's getting tense up in here.
0: Excellent. All right. Uh, my number 10 is The Crow Stairway to Heaven uh 1998 show Canadian television and uh it starred Mark DeCacos as Eric Draven essentially
2: Cascos.
0: Yeah, Cascos, thank you. Who's an amazing martial artist go watch only the strong. That's a fun guilty pleasure movie. But uh or Double Dragon. Yeah, Double Dragon. There you go. Uh, this was just a super fun show. It's exactly one year after uh, you know, Eric Draven returns to Earth and he's just kind of on a quest and uh, he did very, very good as regards to his Brandon Lee type of movement and look. He, I mean he was the best looking second crow there ever was. I mean It was a very solid show. it was super fun. It was intriguing and then it leaves you on a cliffhanger and then it never came back. And uh, it was canceled. It was from September 25th, 98, through May 99. And that was it. And there's been a, you know, I wish it could come back, but it's not. And it was a super fun show. I totally dig it. So, they it. should make more
1: Crow sequels.
0: <laughs> They'll be ridiculous. Uh-huh.
1: They're getting there. They're getting there. They're getting there.
0: I hope that remake gets canceled real quick, but I don't know if it will.
2: And you can find that one on DVD, too, as well, if you guys are interested in checking it out. Also, I just found online that they did release Werewolf on DVD. They did? Five-disc collection running 630 minutes. Oh. The complete series. Unfortunately, it was released...
0: In another country, though, right?
2: No. It was released back in 2009... And it is super rare. And you can buy it off Amazon Secondary Market for $80. Uh
1: Good lord.
2: Is it worth it to you, sir?
0: Dude, I love it that much. 80 bucks? I don't know, man. I I blow my money on stupider things. So I don't know. I mean, this is like
1: soundtracks. Yeah.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Don't tell nobody about that. (laughs) You said you would never tell. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. uh, I don't know. Maybe I could go down a dark alley somewhere and find it. I don't know. Whoa, whoa now. (laughs) This is Uh, a children's
2: show. um,
1: (laughs) 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 All
0: right. I'll have to investigate and look into that. Maybe uh, Santa Claus can bring me it for Christmas. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Totally.
2: Maybe, Maybe, maybe. Is it my turn, sir?
0: Uh, nine. It is, sir. Number nine.
2: Number nine. Uh, my number nine show ran for one season, 20 episodes back in 2010, so not too long ago. And that show is called No Ordinary Family.
0: I've it heard of this. I've never watched it.
2: It sounds so familiar. What is it? Let me, let me give you a little blurb here. The show follows a family coming to grips with their developing superpowers after a plane crash in the oh. Amazon. Oh. Starring Michael Chiklis and Julie Benz. Their powers include super strength. Uh, Michael Chiklis, the father of the family, has super strength. Super speed, which is what the wife has. Super intelligence is their teenage son's power. And the ability to hear people's thoughts belongs to their teenage daughter's uh, daughter. Uh, the family deals with normal everyday issues using their powers, but then must also deal with super-powered villains that are being created and led by evil scientist Dr. King, who is played by Stephen Collins. The show was on ABC. It was basically a Fantastic Four wannabe, an Incredibles wannabe, if you will. Yep. No. Trying to cash in on the super powered fanboy genre. And the problem was uh, I think I'm not really sure what the problem was. I was enjoying it But I could see that it was struggling because it didn't quite know what it was. It didn't know if it wanted to be a show that focused on a regular family coming to grips with superpowers or the superpowered team having to fight supervillains because it, it was having a real hard time balancing the two. Right. Because you would have them dealing with the fact that the super smart son has to deal with his school because the school thinks he's cheating because he was a good for nothing F student one day. And then the most brilliant student they had the next and having to deal with that, which was very interesting. Like, what do you do? How do you deal with that situation as a kid when you can, you're basically smarter than every teacher in your school, but then the super villain of the week would show up and start problems and, it, it just there was one extreme to the other, and uh, they couldn't really find a focus, and unfortunately, it didn't work out too well because with the uh, genre that it was specific to, the superpowered, the fanboy genre, that genre in TV, especially the last few years, is super hit or miss. I mean, you you are not guaranteed to hit just because you're appealing to the fanboy culture. We are a finicky bunch. <laughs> and
1: shows it's amazing sorry yeah, it's amazing it's, how fast that's that's changed though
2: well i think it's gotten a hell of a lot better we are definitely seeing way more in that genre popping up but it's never a guarantee whether or not it's going to stick around very long at all. Right. and i think the networks recognize that and so when they see interest in one of them they go crazy with it uh, Let's order spinoffs. Let's get shows exactly like it because now it's going to work. And then we get flooded with a whole bunch of crap. Uh, and an ordinary family came out at a point when NBC was still kind of recovering from the heroes debacle. ABC wanted their heroes light kind of thing. And it, it didn't really work out. But the show was solid. I think if it had a little bit more focus, it would have been a lot better.
0: Yeah. I love me some chicklists and Bens, man.
2: Oh, he was great in it.
0: Excellent. He is good. I like I, I've always loved Julie Benz, you know, of course from Buffy and and Angel, but she just sure. anytime I see her in anything, as long if I see her name attached, I will watch it because Dexter. even if yeah, she's just always good times. I I oh, haven't seen Dexter. Now you gotta watch Dexter. I know, man. Her name
2: is attached. She's in the first few seasons. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, you're you enticing, don't have a
0: choice, dude. You're enticing me, sir, because I love Julie Benz. She's great.
2: She was really cool, and, and they had a really good chemistry. I didn't think they would when the cast was announced. I'm like, really? Chiklis and Benz? I, I don't know. I, I can't really see it. But as the show went on, like I totally saw it. They were great together.
0: Yeah. Good
2: to and he you. was cool because while everybody else was kind of just trying to deal with their powers, he was the one that decided to become a superhero. So,
0: so he was more commish than he was S.H.I.E.L.D., basically. Uh, That's a bad yeah. joke. Sorry.
2: I love No, but it's man. kind of true. He, he was the nice guy who wanted to do right. Um, and he has this friend who's uh, works for the DA's office because he himself, his character was a uh, police artist, a sketch artist for the police. So he's around cops all the time, but he's not one, you know? Right. And they don't treat him like part of the team. And so him and his friend who works at the DA's office decide to go all Batman. And they build like a bat cave of sorts in the DA guy's uh, garage. And so Michael Chiklis will just throw on a ski mask and go. He's got super strength. He's very much Hulk-like. So he jumps all over the place. Right. And uh, so they'll get on the police scanner and they'll hear about something going down. And he'll run out there and try to be a superhero. But it's it doesn't really work out for him. But he manages to do some good Uh, Meanwhile his kids are dealing with the pressures of high school And his wife is dealing with the pressures of work Because she's a workaholic And having super speed doesn't help that Because now she can do even more work In a shorter amount of time Uh, So that Therein lies the issue You had one of the family members trying to be a superhero And the other one's kind of just dealing with normal life And it uh, I don't know, it just didn't have a focus That I would have liked it to
0: Excellent Excellent. All right, sir You're up.
1: Number nine. Uh, My number nine is a show that ran for one season um, back in 2007. had 14 episodes. And I felt like each episode was getting better and better until they just stopped. Um, And that was called The Black Donnellys. Uh, I
2: didn't watch this show. It uh was one that I wanted to because it had good buzz. And the trailers they had for it looked really, really good. They were showing them in movie
1: theaters. Yeah, it was a it was a great show about a about a Irish Catholic family who is uh tied into the mob. It's the four brothers and the I think the youngest brother is kind of like the conscience of the family, um always trying to keep his knucklehead brothers out of trouble as far as mob relations and and just everything and just trying to keep, you know, quote unquote, the family straight um and, you know, it' also starred Olivia Wilde as his girlfriend. Nice. She was great in it. Uh, yeah. And it was just, it, it was really good because each episode, you know, would bring new challenges. But, it, you know, the the youngest brother, Jonathan Tucker, who played, I think, Tommy, was was just excellent as the conscience, the conscience of, of everything and just kind of moving it along. And, I mean, it was one of those shows that my wife and I looked forward to watching every week. And then all of a sudden it's like, well... I think it was like the Olympics had come, not oh. the Olympics, odd-numbered year, but maybe. It was something like that, where uh, like an event came, like, okay, okay it's not going to be on for like two or three weeks. And then it I just didn't come back. That. And it's like, well, wait, it should be back sometime, maybe next week. And it just wasn't. And that was the interesting thing, because
2: like I said, I was hearing great buzz. I was hearing nothing bad about this show. It was one of the shows to watch.
1: Yeah. And then it was gone. Yeah. Really excellent. You know, only, when I say 14 episodes, and just... I, I wish I could have seen it because I I don't think it even had its full season. So it was a total cliffhanger, like stuff's uh, going yeah. down. There's no resolution, which only hurts it. You know, that just hurts your heart when you love the show. Yeah. Um, But it's one I recommend still worth checking out. It's it's really intense. It's a lot like a, a TV version of The Departed. You know, it really had that feel to it, you know, and, and just really enjoyable, really good time. Excellent cast and that one is on DVD as well so if you guys want to check that. it is.
0: Excellent. Uh my number 9 is the only one I really feel bad having in this list because I feel like it's it's one that's going to be in everybody's list so I almost didn't want to put it and one reason's why it's so far down my list. But I really did love it and that's My So-Called Life. Um it was uh you know MTV show surprisingly. Uh, no, ABC. originally aired on ABC. Did it? Yeah, it originally aired on ABC uh, back in August of 94 to January 95. And then MTV eventually picked it up, and that's probably mm. how it got to be so big. But it ended on a cliffhanger. But it was just, you know, it was early teens, and I started watching. I was like, wow, this show is really good. It kind of speaks to me. And there was characters you really hadn't had never seen before. And It was it, a
1: perfectly timed show.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, – Claire Danes was nobody, and then you know became pretty. You know, I I don't know if she, she's not really big anymore. She's big. She's winning. She wins Emmys every year for her show. Well, yeah, yeah. Homeland. Yeah, yeah Homeland. Big she's dog. won
1: multiple Emmy Emmys for. Her.
0: Yeah, so she had no desire. to But come he doesn't back.
1: watch that show, so she doesn't have
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I'm sorry. Okay, I <laughs> give me a break.
1: Hey, let's talk about Dreamy Jordan, though. Come on.
0: Yeah, Jared Leto, right? <laughs> he did have awesome hair. Good times. Hey, Jordan, you're so dreamy. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's one of these shows that I kind of feel like it would be on anybody's list. Not necessarily your guys' list. But just it just feels so like this is the show that is going to be on everybody's list because it's in all these top 100 best shows of all time or the top cult shows, whatever. But
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. It, it's not on my list. But in researching for the show i saw it on every list i looked at yeah uh my wife would completely agree with you we own it on dvd we bought it when it very first came out on dvd uh it was released through a company that had the exclusive rights to it so you had to buy it from this company no if ands or buts and it was like 70 something bucks wow and my wife was like yes we're buying it we're totally buying that so we bought it, we have it, and then it was later released again through another company because the rights stopped being exclusive. And uh, it's a huge show. Everybody misses this show. It was it, The problem with the show is it uh, it came out before its time. Yeah. You put that show on now and it would be the biggest hit oh, ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I the agree. The thing what is, it came think,
2: out. It was too much too soon. Like People could not take having such a brutally honest show on TV. It was,
1: it was dry. It was really kind of dividing people. Yeah. yeah. It broached a lot of issues all at once. And, you know, between the teen angst and the, the coming out and, and just every, you know, it was a serious melodrama. It was. Um, and I think everyone works teens. Right. And I think everyone roughly our age, whether you liked it or not, like me, I watched every episode for various reasons. It was never one of my favorite shows, but I definitely know all about it. My wife loved it. You know, right. it, it's one of those shows that you knew, you saw it. You know, it was big in its time, which is pretty good for such a small run. And then it's gone. You know,
0: it's true. All right, Jason, what you got, sir?
2: I got shows, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you came to the I right place. Another
2: show. Uh, it's one season. ABC. Back in 1986, Oh lasted 22 episodes, and it is a show based off a movie, and that show is called Starman. Oh, so good. Oh, man, Starman. One, Starman is an excellent movie. I love that yes,
0: movie. Yes, it is. It's Jeff Daniels, right? Yes, it is. Jeff Daniels. No, not wait. Not the other Bridges. Bridges. Thank Jeff Bridges. Thank Bridges. you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe you've
2: been hitting the Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Oh um, The show is uh, starring Robert Hayes, Christopher Daniel Barnes, and it's very fugitive esque. My little blurb says In this series, the alien returns to find and assist the child he fathered 14 years before his visit to Earth. Before on his visit to Earth. When he arrives, he takes the identity of Paul Forrester, a prize winning freelance photographer with a rather wild reputation that was recently killed in a helicopter accident. He finds the child and his mother, Jenny, have been separated. Paul convinces Scott to help him locate Jenny, and uh, they go on a big old road trip. But while they're on the road trip, they are being chased by a paranoid government agent who feels that uh, Paul and Scott are dangerous aliens. And he wants to basically capture them and dissect them and all that kind of stuff. It takes a couple uh, elements from the movie and kind of tweaks it a little bit. In the movie, if you guys remember at all, the alien, played by Jeff Bridges, uh, he has these small metal orbs. That he can use to do. Uh, super powered type things. Uh, he can bring things back from the dead with them. He can. Uh, you know, Do random stuff. But he's got like four or five of them in the movie. And every time he does a special thing. It doesn't work anymore. You can throw it out. That's all he's got is just as many as he has on him. Uh, in the show. He's got one little metal ball. And it works all the time. So. That's kind of how they kind of introduced the spectacular into the show. It's very fugitive. It's very uh, Incredible Hulk-esque, where they mm. travel from town to town every episode, and they help out people, and then they take off before the federal agent shows up. And it was pretty good, very solid. The father-son aspect was really cool. Uh, you had the very aloof alien played by Robert Hayes and his teenage rebellious son. Uh, And the whole time, they are looking for Jenny, who was the lady the alien hooked up with uh, when he showed up on Earth in the movie. And it was good, man. It was kind of cookie-cutter now when you look at it, but I thought it was a fun adventure. I dug it. I have it on DVD, bootleg.
0: (laughs) It was never... (laughs) It you was went, never officially released. You went down that alley, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. I went, I went to Comic-Con for like three years in a row. And there was one booth there that was amazing. And it, all it was was bootleg DVDs of old TV shows that have never been released. And the second I saw Starman, I grabbed it because I loved that show when I was a kid.
0: I bet you Werewolf was on there.
2: Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> you can buy me some money. I uh, have all your friends chip in
1: ten bucks. There
0: you go. I ain't got eight friends though.
2: Wow, I wasn't gonna go there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's so why he didn't say five dollars.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like everybody can chip in, you know, uh, eight dollars.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! All right, sir, what you got?
1: All right, mine. Uh, mine is a similar similar setup here. Uh, mine is a TV show based on a movie. Right. Uh, came out at the. Uh, end of 89. Uh, lasted one season, 22 episodes. And this movie is called Alien Nation.
0: Right. Oh, I hate that show. You hate the show? I hate oh. that show, dude. Oh. What are you talking about? Terrible. First off, Alien Nation
1: okay. is a highly underrated movie, and the TV Agreed. show was excellent. Agreed.
0: Oh, wait. I take it back. I'm thinking Uh-oh. of Codeheads. <laughs>
1: thinking of what what
0: Coneheads? Coneheads, man i oh, didn't sorry. have a
1: tv show uh, first off that the tv portion of that came set. out in 75 oh. the movie came out in 95
0: okay. alienation you're right good times <laughs> so it's
1: it starts um, off it's, it's... on bull
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had Coneheads in my head and i hate that movie the skit whatever and i thought alienation was some the Coneheads tv show i don't know why so yeah.
1: sorry all right, Mike. We're gonna edit that out.
0: Um, <laughs> no, we're leaving that in, sucker.
1: So, Alienation is, if if you remember the movie, it's it's the same premise where you have a human detective who is working with one of these newcomer aliens as his We've partner. Seen We've seen that a hundred times. Yep. <laughs> we're about to see it again in a show called Almost Human. Right. Yeah. I loved this premise though, and I loved the. It's always good. The way it worked, and especially when you had the flirtation between the the human and the newcomer female, um, and just the way that they used these aliens to kind of hit on points of different racism and different things. Um and just, you know, you'd use them to get emotion out of you. Mm. Um they, you know, it was a little heavy handed at times, but I just dug it. I dug the the play between them. I preferred the movie version, you know, obviously. Um but I just like the play interplay between the two between the human and the quote unquote newcomer um, as they go out solving crimes and kind of getting in each other's way and having to adjust to you know working with an alien and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, um, they had a really cool look. It was a look. good
1: way. It was a good way to have a
2: sci-fi show that didn't require a just ridiculous budget.
1: Yeah, because it was basically just a police a police procedural just with the dude with the alien makeup on.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: I mean, you he, know, he, for the he most part, really
0: good too. I definitely dug his look, so. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) Please tell me you guys don't like that movie either. No. Coneheads the movie? Yeah, Coneheads the movie with Dan Aykroyd. That's like. You can pass. Oh, that movie's trash, but moving on. Okay. So (laughs) my number eight, speaking of trash, uh, before these guys made the trash that we see today in movies, they actually made something that was gold in Freaks and Geeks. And that was Seth Rogen and uh, John Francis Daly went on to go to be in Bones, which I just love him in. But this show was great, man. We had some good times in the show. Seth Rogen, Jason Segel, uh, Busy Phillips, Linda Carnelli, um, or if I'm saying that right. But yeah, man, I Carlini. love yeah, Carlini. Who, didn't she go into Scooby-Doo? Yes. Uh,
1: one of the sequels, wasn't she? Was she the Velma. first one? Velma. Yeah. yeah, she was awesome. And then a long run on ER.
0: Yeah. But uh, this show was just fun. You know, it was only one season back in uh, 99, NBC. And it's just funny when you watch this and you're like, wow, you know, James Franco and them were, you know, essentially these guys are all what they are today in this show, but it was just done better. You know, I just, I don't know. I liked it so much better than the crap that they give us today, basically. So Mm -hmm. it was just fun, man. Doug, the show.
2: I hear a lot about it. I know it's cult popularity, and I've never seen it.
0: My favorite character was John Francis Daly, who would go on to be Sweets and Bones, because he was just this huge geek and just always picked on and stuff. And just one of the reasons when I saw him in Bones and I got real excited was like, wow, he still looks the same. And he, you know, I, I love his character so much in Bones, but he was always my favorite in this show. So it was just kind of cool to see him now in TV. And, you know, the other guys, they're making movies and stuff, but, you know, it's cool seeing sweets every week, you know, and he's not some idiot drug guy like the rest of these guys. So
1: Very good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what you got, what we Chase? Number seven? Number seven, sir.
2: Number seven has already been mentioned. Uh-oh. Two seasons, 30 episodes from 1990-ish. A little show called Twin Peaks. There you go. Twin Peaks – Captured cultural attention when it came out. Who Killed Laura Palmer was massive. You had a show that was a serialized drama about a FBI agent in a cozy little town of Twin Peaks investigating the death of Laura Palmer, uh, the town
1: um, town beauty queen.
2: Yeah. And all he was doing, the whole premise of the show was trying to figure out who killed Laura Palmer. You had Who Killed Laura Palmer t-shirts. It was on magazines everywhere, everywhere Who Killed Laura Palmer. The image of Laura Palmer herself, the image of her like uh, senior photo, if you will. Mm-hmm. Her glamour uh, was, shot. Yeah, it was everywhere. Everybody was talking about this show. It was water cooler stuff. You couldn't have a conversation without someone talking about Twin Peaks.
1: And every episode season, was
2: a mind trip. Oh, yeah. It was a ridiculously bizarre show. And the first season was excellent. But herein lies the problem. At the end of the first season, we find out who killed Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Now what? Right. <laughs> you, that was the whole premise of your show, is finding out who killed this chick. And now we know, what do you do from that point on? Right. How do you keep pop culture attention when you've solved your case and they didn't do a good job of it. Season two was kind of all over the place. They were really trying to out weird themselves. Yeah. Which was a bad move. They should have just really focused on a, on a good story instead of trying to just confuse people. And it died a very slow and painful death. Uh, but that first season was so good And I revisit it every few years. I have it on DVD. I have it on VHS. I have a VHS set of it somewhere in my garage. Uh, But it was so good, man. I I absolutely loved the the setting it was in. The town of Twin Peaks was super interesting. Uh, Dale Cooper, who was the FBI agent, was an eccentric weirdo who was very entertaining to watch. The weird visual
1: eccentricity of the show was was also interesting. You didn't know what was real and what wasn't in that Could not movie, especially tell. Especially when you got to the second season. But now
0: was oh, yeah. was Twin Peaks Firewalk with me was that before or after this series um
2: film was after wasn't it? I want to say it was after but it's basically it, it's not part of the show. It's almost like a movie
1: Version of the first season. It's like the X Files kind of. Okay. Sort of. The yeah. X Files so, movies kind of don't I heard, fit in line with the series.
0: I heard that movie is weird.
1: Yeah, it is pretty weird. Um, but again, it was it was really good. I I love that show, man. I'm with you. Um, you know, honorable mention. That was one of those shows where, at the time in my life, that was one of the very few shows that was. Uh, appointment viewing for me you know I had a lot going on you know this is high school time and but this was one of those shows like I gotta I gotta get home to see this and what I loved was the just the the visuals the look of the show was so unique like nothing I'd seen before that that kind of drew me in instantly like it's just such a different look from anything else that was out there and then when you started getting into the absurdity of everything that started going on. And, and I had a huge crush on Sherilyn Fenn. That, that didn't hurt. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I, I that's one of those that I wish would have gotten more, but I don't know what they would have done with it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly. Uh, that's the one thing I agree,
2: where you know, it probably could have made an honorable mention for me, too, because, like you said, it was cancelled for good reason. It got too weird. It got... Fell apart. It started to alienate its audience to a exactly, to a degree. Uh, but man, that first season was magic. Yeah. Uh, I, the Fire Walk with Me uh, came out in '92, after the first season, I believe, and then, um, okay. or after the show was over, completely canceled. Uh, and it says here on online it says the film can be viewed as both a prologue and an epilogue to the TV show. Mm.
0: Okay. So yeah, I it's only watched very
2: the very weird. Once. Various things that happened in the show happen in the movie. So it's – I don't weird. know exactly right. how to explain what the film is. It's definitely not a was... continuation, but it's more like a – if we could write the first season shorter and kind of the like a best of kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think it was what... kind of one of those things where they put the movie out in hopes to draw fans to go back and watch the series. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, you like this? Cash in on it a little bit. Yeah, you like that? We 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 did this before. Almost the same thing.
2: Go check it yeah. out. And it kind of flopped because it was made for ten million dollars and it only pulled in four point seven million dollars.
0: Wow, that's terrible.
2: No, yep.
1: it happens.
0: It's true. All right, sir.
1: All right, we at number seven.
0: Yes, we are. Oh,
1: we're chugging along. All right, my number seven is. I'll try to talk... speed it. Sorry. We're talking. No, it's okay, problem. sir. We're going highbrow on this one, boys. All right. On My on. number seven uh, is a show that was on for two short seasons uh, 1985, 26 total episodes. Um, it is a, uh, what, I believe they call it a cartoon show that I absolutely loved, and I still watch. I'm sad, sad to say this, and that is Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> I did not know we could go cartoon shows. Why not? Didn't it's a
0: show occur to me. I know. If you I've need to
2: revise that. my list, <laughs> 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 we
0: gotta
1: we gotta record over. I have a show on <laughs> here over. that I've gotta put on here. Dude, uh, I love some Rock great. and Wrestling. I love the the live action segments in the in thrown in there, and then the absurd. What what do you do uh, with wrestlers? set in modern world just kind of hanging out it, there's got to be a fight at some point and, and there I was saw. it was ridiculous every episode was just insane and i loved it I, it was so much fun you know just you got the the great voice acting of Brad Garrett as Hulk Hogan that worked great Brad <laughs> Garrett did Hulk Hogan Yeah that's amazing
0: was yeah. your, was your boy on there Mr. Slim Jim
1: No he was not Darn. This was before his time. This was, like, earlier 80s guys, oh, you yeah. know? Right. It was a good time, man. And I still, Dog. Yeah, that's right. I, Piper. I still watch it, man, you know, and, like, oh, that Iron Sheik, he's trying to pull something.
0: <laughs> 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 Excellent.
1: It's a good time. And then at the end, the great theme with Hulk Hogan doing a Rocky reboot as he's walking down the street and just thousands of kids come running out to him to the theme song of Hulk
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> so cheesy!
0: Nice. Oh, that's crazy. All right, I
2: have I have a seven point five I want to put in there because oh, I totally all right, <laughs> I'll make it quick because uh, I didn't even think about uh, cartoon shows when I was making
0: my stinking list. Yeah, I didn't either. Don't feel bad.
2: Well, but now man, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> it's true. A uh, little show called "The Pirates of Dark Water." Never heard of that. Oh, are you serious?
0: You just pulled this off the top of your head, didn't you?
2: Pirates of Darkwater? No, it's one of my favorite cartoon shows of all time. It was on ABC, ran uh, like one season, uh, 21 episodes. It says two seasons, but I don't remember it going two seasons. Um, But it was a serialized show where uh, it says, I'll read this little thing. The alien world of myrrh is being devoured by an evil substance known as Darkwater. Only Ren, a young prince, can stop it by finding lost... 13 Treasures of Rule. His loyal crew of misfits that help him on his journey are an ecomancer, a monkey bird, and a treasure-hungry pirate. Uh, The evil pirate Lord Bloth will stop at nothing to get the treasures for himself and provides many obstacles for Ren and his crew. Interesting. Uh, The series never completed, ending abruptly after 21 episodes with only 8 of the 13 Treasures collected. So it was serialized. They would go on these missions to find these treasures. Every few episodes they would find one. Uh, it, it was a world-spanning adventure where they were going all over the place seeing different uh, locations from swamps to cities in the sky to uh, forest uh, cities and stuff like that. Uh, it was really awesome. And like like I said, only eight of the 13 treasures were collected by the time it was canceled. And that bummed me out to no end because I watched this every Saturday morning and I was keeping track of all the treasures they were collecting. And it was really exciting. And then it ends. And I'm like, but we never got to find out what happens when you collect all the treasures.
1: Wow. Uh, the world it, will never amazing. know. <laughs> it was amazing.
2: Peter Cullen was a voice on there. Tim Curry was a voice on there. Hector uh, Elizondo was on there. Excellent. Frank Welker. It had a all-star cast on that bad boy. And it was really cool. I had all the toys. They had toys that they put out. It was good. I love it. anyway.
0: Awesome. <laughs>
2: Pirates of Dark Water.
0: All right. My... One
2: of the best cartoon theme songs, too. Bam. Bringing it full circle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. My number seven. Uh, this is a show that um, I saw the pilot, and I was pretty interested. And the first half of the season is pretty weak and uh, I know Jason can you know, help me out with this one. The second half of the season got much better and got canceled, and that's Knight Rider 2008. Um, I... Uh,
2: I would agree with those that yeah. idea there. It did start off a little slow. I would say, and I know I'm going to get, no, go get ahead. some hate for this from people, I would say it started out, Exactly like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has started out.
0: That's exactly how I'm feeling, man. I feel like Knight Rider 08 all over again with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Where I'm starting to lose interest and you better make me care or do something because I'm about ready to can't, you know, get rid of you. Yeah. And, and, you know, Knight Rider is, everybody knows, my favorite show of all time. So I was very skeptical and I wanted to, you know, check this out. But since I found out it was going to be a continuation and I, I just liked the idea, I saw the pilot. I thought it was very fun. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. And then the show got started. And then, of course, this show is the reason why I'm in podcasting because I found you, sir. And, the, you know, was, everything was born from there, basically. But uh, this show was what?
1: I said, great job,
0: Jason. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it started to be more Transformer than Knight Rider, and it started to get more ridiculous, but they decided originally it was going to be 22 episodes, and NBC cut it down to 17. They were going to do a reboot of the show, so they brought back Carr, who, of course, would uh, be voiced by Peter Cullen, who was originally Carr in the original series. Will Arnett was supposed to be Kit, but due to a contract with – another company they had to get val kilmer to do the voice which would have been interesting to see how that would have turned out but by the reboot where we got car the second half was just like i was on board i couldn't wait where I was gonna go but jason dan every week you guys are like i'm thinking this is gonna cancel man i don't know yeah. you know we were we were just feeling it you know the during, writing
2: was on the wall
0: yeah sweep sweep week happened and no promotion for knight rider at all, and you knew right then and there, boom, this sucker's gonna canceled, and I when I bought the DVD set, I watched it in the order of originally uh, the way it was supposed to be originally shown versus the way it is on the DVD because when they rebooted the show, they changed the order of the second half, and if you watch it the way it was originally intended, the story flows. If you watch it the way it is on the DVD, crap doesn't make sense. They're finding their hideout. In the second to last episode versus if you watch the way it's supposed to go, it all plays out. So don't watch the order of the DVD. Watch the way it was originally intended, which you can find online. But I thought it was a pretty good continuation Once they got rid of more Transformer Kit and made him more like the way he's supposed to be and just made it about Michael Knight Jr. and Kit and kind of got rid of secondary characters, it became more of a fun show. But I knew it was too little too late by that point, so...
2: It was indeed, and I think their major problem at the first half of the season was they were focusing all on the car too much. They were like, let's see what cool things we can do with the car. And it got so ridiculous half the time that I was losing interest fast. And the second half of the season picked up because they stopped focusing so much on let's do weird things with the car and more like uh, let's focus on these characters that we have. And those characters included... The character of kit as well because i think they forgot that there is a character there not just a car and the story was a lot better the characters were growing a lot more but by that time the writing was on the wall the show was going
1: away
0: yeah so and i don't know jameson do you ever watch this at all or no
1: i i watched the first couple episodes and that was it yeah i don't blame you sir yeah, now, was just it, it, it was a long haul to get to the interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, did you watch that trailer I told you about where Will Arnett was kit and then they changed it on the actual premiere to Val Kilmer? Did you check that out?
2: Uh, have I have yeah. before,
0: yeah. Yeah, it be pretty interesting how it would have played out. you know. I thought Val Kilmer did a good job, but Will Arnett's voice just fit more better uh, than than Val Kilmer would have at least, you know. Based on how, what I saw in trailers and stuff, it just seemed more kit like, you know. Gotcha. So, moving on. What's up, Rolling number
2: on. Number six. Uh, my number six is a show that lasted 15 episodes in 1998, and it's a show called Cupid. Hmm. Anybody oh, remember this yeah. show? Yeah. Refresh I, my I got, memory on this. I got a one. blurb. Trevor Hale is an attractive, witty, uncommonly intelligent uh, yeah. mental patient, basically. Uh, And he may be Cupid, the Greco-Roman god of erotic love. Probably not, but he thinks so. Trevor's insistence that he is Cupid lands him in a mental hospital where he meets psychologist Claire Allen, a renowned authority on romance. Trevor tells Claire that he has been stripped of his godly powers by Zeus and exiled from Mount Olympus as a punishment for arrogance. To win his way back amongst the gods, Trevor must unite 100 couples in everlasting love without his bow and arrows. Claire does not believe in Cupid, but she risks her career by releasing Trevor from the hospital, assuming responsibility for his behavior. And Trevor finds work as a bartender and regularly disrupts Claire's group therapy sessions. All the while, he plots his campaign to promote romance and earn his way back to Olympus. Uh, While encouraging sexual abandon in others, Trevor remains celibate. He believes sex with a mortal will confine him to Earth forever. The interesting thing, though, while all that was well and good... The show was canceled after 15 episodes, but in 2009 it was rebooted with an all new cast and canceled after seven
0: episodes. (laughs) So you, what did you think of the reboot?
2: I never watched it, okay, because the main draw for me on the on Cupid was uh, the guy playing Cupid was um, man, I just totally blanked on his name.
1: Ah crap! What's his face? (laughs) What's his face? Uh, hold on. One of no. my favorite shows of all time, he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I feel stupid. Uh, Jeremy Piven.
2: Oh, that's right. It was draws, yeah. Like a, you, a very young Jeremy Piven. And uh, he was excellent in it. I saw the first couple episodes because it was running alongside ABC's reboot of Fantasy Island. <laughs> oh, I remember that. It, and that was a pretty good show, I thought. I thought it wasn't too bad. And then Cupid was on either right before it or right after it. And so I was watching them both. And Jeremy Piven just grabbed me. I'm like, this guy is awesome. Because he's It's one of the reasons why I watched Entourage was because Jeremy Piven was in it. Yeah. And uh, the show was pretty good. And again, it was one of those shows that it's serialized. And there's this mission that you're going on where he's trying to reunite or he's trying to unite these 100 couples so he can go off to back to Mount Olympus. And so every episode, he reunites another couple. And so we've at least got 100 episodes in this premise, right? Uh, But it's canceled after 15 episodes. And so we never get to... One, we never really get to find out if he was indeed Cupid. There's hints that he may be, but then there's hints that he may not be. So it's one of those really good shows that really kept the mystery alive. I thought they were doing a good show with that. Jeremy Piven was excellent. Everybody he uh, interacted with was really interesting. There's so many couples out there still looking for love. Yeah. There was one episode that I was reminded of when doing some research on this that it it didn't always have to be boy meets girl. There was one episode where... Uh, man, what was it? Somebody—it's not on here—but somebody, the way they got to be like uh, connected, the true love brought together, was this. I think it was a woman got the heart of a man that she had kind of fallen in love with, but then he died, and she needed a, a heart transplant, and she got his heart kind of thing. And Hmm. that it it was definitely, they, they weren't just kind of like a romantic comedy type thing. It definitely was doing stuff that you wouldn't really uh, see coming. Uh, It wasn't just the love connection. huh? Exactly. Uh, The series was created by Rob Thomas, who would later go on to do Veronica Mars. And not the singer. No, not the singer. You can tell his, writing style, uh, definitely, in this show. It was very Veronica Mars-esque in, in style. Uh, I don't think it was ever released on DVD. It's only 15 episodes. It was back in the 90s. Uh, you could probably find it bootlegged somewhere. I would love to get it, but uh, I think the remake made it onto DVD at some point. I'm not sure. But it, the remake, it never got off the ground seven episodes it was gone i heard terrible things about it um but cupid the original show was one i kind of missed yeah. it was definitely one that i feel was gone before it's time did you, Ooh, did we you... have a list for that
0: hey <laughs> yes did, did you like jeremy piven in uh, judgment night with Emilio estevez did you ever see that one
2: uh yeah but back then it was all about emilio
0: yeah. Oh, no. But he was very solid in that movie, though, man. I love oh, Jeremy Piven my... from
1: the from the time I saw him in PCU. Yeah. He was oh, my yeah. guy. He was Draws, oh. and he was my guy.
0: Very Bad Things is a crazy movie, and he's so oh, yeah. so solid in that one.
2: I uh, don't think off the top of my head there's anything he's done
1: that I haven't liked.
0: I have to agree with that.
1: Yep. And the man just keeps getting more and more hair as he gets older. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. He was bald in PCU. <laughs> uh-huh. Love it.
0: It's supposed to be the other way around. So. Yep. All right, sir. What you got?
1: Here we are. We Number six? Yes, we are. Oh, crap. We got to right.
0: wrap this up at some point, sir.
1: Uh, someday we do. Yeah. All right. Number six. Number six uh, is a show that I love. Uh, 2001, it ran for one season. Uh, gave us 17 episodes. Um, and it's a show that I immediately bought on DVD when it came out, and that is called Undeclared, which is a MTV loose. Show? It is a loose sequel to Freaks and Geeks. It is Judd Apatow's next show after Freaks and Geeks, uh-huh. also canceled early, uh, and had similar cast. It had starred Jay Baruchel and uh, Charlie Hunnam, who you know from Pacific Rim or Sons of Anarchy,
0: right?
1: Um, and then a various um tons of cameos from the people you would expect from judd apatow you know a lot of you know jason siegel and rogan Will Ferrell and seth rogan and right yeah. and it was it was kind of like the next step as as jay baruchel goes to college freshman year thus undeclared and is in this you know his roommates and all the people in this college um and it's just it's a funny show it was well written um charlie hunnam was excellent in this i didn't real i didn't remember him being in this until after i started watching sons of anarchy like wait i recognize that guy only i remember him having a british accent and because thus he was in this um just fun times um like i say 17 episodes and there's there's a couple of real duds but uh right around the middle of it it starts to get excellent so uh out on dvd Really good. If you love Judd Apatow, which I don't especially love, love Judd Apatow, but his early stuff before it got really raunchy mm-hmm. and it was still about being funny, uh, this, is, this is good for that. Excellent. I'm trying to keep it moving.
0: Good deal. All right. Uh, my number six is the reason why I have the uh, four-episode rule is because of this show. Um, it's a show that was on in 2009. And it stars somebody who I'm a big fan of and it only had two seasons and I'll talk about this in a little bit of how I think it could have went on. But it was episode four that officially sold me and I loved it and I'm going to sound like Jake, but that would be Dollhouse. I by episode four... I was sold, and I dug it, and it just got better and better and better. And I know you, Jason, you keep watching the pilot, which is a bad idea, sir. You just got to move on and get <laughs> Some to, episode, will. Go to episode three, go to episode four, and then you'll finally see what they're doing, the changes that they made. Um, I'm not sure if you've recorded uh, the newest episode of Crossroads. Uh, but I have not. Okay. Uh, Ezekiel, uh, which was um, that guy who, who plays Ezekiel. Is the guy that was in Dollhouse. He was my favorite character. Um, I watched this because of Eliza Dushku because I'm a big fan of hers. I was like, okay, anything she's in I want to check out. It was a show by uh, Josh Whedon. And it essentially ran two seasons. And the thing is is that the first season was was so amazing. And when we got to the second half of season two, it was just rolling and rolling and rolling. Then they got the call, hey, you're being canceled. So then they had to wrap up the show. I feel – I like how they wrapped up the show, but I feel like they had so much more story to tell with what they were doing that the way they ended it was satisfying, but it kind of feels that it was cheated in a way. Mm -hmm. And Eliza Dushku – I mean essentially if you don't know what the show is, it's about like underground uh, establishments uh, where they have these people that are called actives or dolls. It's kind of like a mind – Uh, They kind of mess with your mind and make you do all these missions and they can give you powers or whatever and then just wipe your brain and then you have no idea what you were just doing. But Elijah Dusku's character, her name was Echo, she could always know what was going on, you know, and it had a solid cast and it was just super fun. And I know, sir, you, you your wife loves it. But you're just like stuck on the pile, and you're just like I don't know, it's kind of trash. It's just
2: well, I don't think it's trash. It just hasn't gripped me. Yeah. It didn't grip me enough to make me watch the rest of the show. And it's definitely one of the shows that I've committed to saying when I have time, I will finish this show. I will watch it. I have it on DVD. I have no excuse. Yeah. Uh, just I don't have time.
0: (laughs) No, it's understandable. (laughs) Someday. But I I I can't say that guy's name. Is it Tamo Panicit? How do you say his Uh, first name? Tom O'Pennicott. Yeah. Okay. He was my favorite character in this show. He was just so good. He had so much heart. He he just always knew what was going on. And every time I see this guy, especially when I saw him in Supernatural, I was just like, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. <laughs> you know? And he was so amazing as Ezekiel. I'm just like, oh, man. That's why I know that we can't talk Supernatural here for a second. I know we're kind of on the – we don't know if we should trust him yet. But because he played them, it's kind of where I'm like leaning more towards I trust them kind of thing, you know.
2: Yeah, I dug him in Battlestar. Yeah.
0: Mm. Love that guy. So that's my uh, that's my number 6, man. I love it Dollhouse and it does complete the show. There's actually some unaired pilots uh that the actually unaired pilot was pretty I think better than the pilot that they actually showed. So check out the bonus stuff, the un, the unaired shows. Those are pretty excellent. So Will good, do. Good times.
2: Cool. My number five is Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Two seasons, 31 episodes, back in 08. And it continued. It picked up after uh, Terminator 2, where we have Sarah and John Connor on the run. Uh, they team up with a Terminator that's been reprogrammed to protect John once again. A uh, Terminator by the name of Cameron, who is a female this time.
0: Who's in arrow now?
2: Indeed. Uh, and they were on the run from more Terminators, and they're trying to take down Skynet. It's uh, your usual Terminator storyline. But it was pretty good. And I think mainly for the addition of uh, Derek Reese being played by Brian Austin Green. He is the uncle of John, the brother of uh, his father who we meet in the first uh, Terminator movie. And it was solid. I'm glad they gave it two seasons. I felt it was getting its footing by the end of the second season. And it ended on a massive cliffhanger that it's one of those cliffhangers where you're like, I really need to see where they're going with this. Yeah. Because it wasn't just a cliffhanger of, oh, how is how are they going to end this aspect of the show? Or, you know, how is this guy going to get out of this situation? It was a game changer. It was... Uh, the type of cliffhanger that says, hey, when we come back, this is going to be an all new show because of what we just did. And they didn't come back. Uh, and it was sad because, again, like I said, they found their footing. They It was becoming one of those I have to watch it the second it comes out every week kind of thing because it was just that good. The cast was solid. Uh, the bad guys were interesting when you have bad guys that are just as interesting to watch as the heroes that's oh, yeah. a really good thing to have yeah and i don't know i was i was pretty sold on it and it was very i was very bummed that it died the death it did
0: um
2: but that's why we're doing this list
0: it's <laughs> true it's a very well loved show one and of these days say, i'm going to have to
1: watch it
2: i even though it ends on such a cliffhanger and i'm one of those guys that when I find out a show ended in that kind of a way, in a, in a very um, unsatisfying. unceremoniously, unsatisfying way, just end, especially when it's a cliffhanger ending, I just generally don't watch that show. If you yeah, say, hey, this show was excellent. Me, it's on DVDs. It ends terribly, but you should watch it. I'm like, no, I don't want to. You're going to fall in love with it and then get your heart broken. Exactly. But this is one of the shows where I'm like, you know what? It's It's kind of worth it. And uh even though it ends in the way it does, man, it's such a good way to go out, I guess. Yeah. Unsatisfying but satisfying at the same time. It's a weird combination.
0: It was cool seeing Brian Austin Green kicking ass again, man.
2: He was excellent. And everybody laughed. Did you say again?
0: Yeah. Hey. I
2: don't know about that again thing. Uh, <laughs> I, you know everybody laughed when he was cast because like the guy from 90210, that's stupid. Dude. But he came in as a, a badass in this show and he was one of the my favorite characters because he really did not come in like you thought he would. He, he, the character, I think, was supposed to be one of those that shows up for a couple episodes and then it just leaves or dies or something. But he was so good that they just kept him going. He became a regular uh, cast member. And I think he was a driving force of the show. It was called the Sarah Connor Chronicles, but I think that was probably a bad decision on their part because it really – everybody got their time to shine. This show was not just about Sarah Connor. She was almost uh, the least character in the show, in this lineup, because everybody else was so strong that I think they should have just called it something else or just called it the Terminator or something because really the focus of the show became more on John, more on uh, Derek uh, than anybody else. Yeah, good times. Sweet.
0: All right, sir.
1: Number five, here we go. Number five, I've
0: got a tie. Oh, boy. Hey, a tie.
1: If this guy, guy can 7.5. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> There's no rule against a tie on this show.
0: <laughs> it, we did not set
1: any rules. so. Oh, yeah. No, this is prison rules, man. Um, my number five is, tie, is a tie based on the lead actor of these two shows. All right. um, uh, the first one, uh, they both ran one season. They both had 13 episodes. Um, and they both starred one of my favorite television actors, and that's Donal Logue who you oh, might know oh, from um grounded is it grounded, grounded for life, life. yep for i life. love he did right an excellent movie called comic book villains yes he's done a couple of excellent movies i love tower of steve he's terrible on blade
0: steve. though yeah.
1: but... right but he's excellent he's just shown up on sons of anarchy and he is excellent on that oh, I, he, yeah. he's on sons of anarchy
2: yeah he's awesome okay, I
1: mean, he's got yeah, a, that
2: makes me want to watch the show now
1: he's got a great role starting in middle of last year carrying through this year that's kind of pushing the story and i the just thing love I like he's, about him is he's so diverse yeah he's he is a super comedic
2: guy and he can play the super ridiculously serious guy yeah in sons and, of anarchy
1: he is scary
0: and oh, what, what i love about him though is he can look very nasty or very clean depending on his character he yeah. pulls Have that you off seen very any well comic book villains no i haven't oh
2: yeah. he is disgusting in that movie yeah. like he is
1: he he's perfectly cast excellent he's he's excellent because he's a character actor who can also carry his own show which is rare i believe um, so Grounded so anyways awesome. the shows that i'm talking about yeah let's um, get to it there's none I, of those things <laughs> none of the ones we've mentioned and those are the first one is Nights of prosperity which is a show that i absolutely loved and was the first time i saw sofia vergara who is now everywhere um and that show is it's an excellent show about these blue collar guys, neighborhood gang type of guys who just band together and they're tired of being broke and the whole premise of the show is every episode they're going to they're trying to rob Mick Jagger. They're trying to somehow <laughs> break into Mick Jagger's mansion, they're going to try and get Mick Jagger on the street, somehow we're going to rob Mick Jagger and that's how we're going to become rich.
0: No wonder it got canceled. It was really so promised. good.
1: It was so excellent. And his I did team hear about, about the show. Hilarious, his team was absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I just loved it, and yeah, okay. So that premise, how long could you run with it, exactly. right? Exactly. But, but it was excellent. Um, and then, uh, kind of on the opposite wavelength, the the other show of his that I absolutely love that got that ran thirteen episodes as well was a show called Terriers, which was a um, he he played a private investigator with another with a high school buddy of his. They were both PIs. He was a, Donald Logue was kind of an ex-cop who was a PI who was kind of still thought he was on the force, you know, but his wife left him and things were going bad, but these two are going out and solving crimes and still trying to get his ex-wife back and maybe get himself back on the force if he can, kind of just down on his luck kind of guy. But each episode was, you know, some amazing crime. It was like an episode of SVU every week, only it had a nice comedic bend to it as well with him. Um, and I, another show that I just really enjoy gone too soon as well.
2: Well, I heard, I heard, always heard good things about the show Terriers. Yeah. But I think the problem with it, and I've heard this from other people is that it was marketed terribly. Yeah. Uh, everybody thought it was a show about dogs. Exactly. It didn't help because it had a dog on the front cover of every ad you saw and it was called Terriers and they didn't showcase the actors at all. And nobody knew what the show was about. It, when it was canceled and I was looking into it because I liked Donald Logue and I was like, I wonder what that show was about. It had popped up on Netflix, or, I think, or Hulu. Yeah, it's, it's currently on Netflix. on Netflix if you want to watch it. And I started reading about it and I read the premise and I'm like, okay, why was it – why were they focusing on these dog imageries to sell this show? Just a poor This job. sounds amazing. And – it's unfortunate that that's kind of what killed the show because nobody really understood what it was about.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it in its original run. I discovered it afterwards, you know, it kind of when it got canceled, like, oh, well, wait a minute. No, I dig him. What's going? What was this all about? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really marketed poorly. Um, and I don't know anybody that's seen either one of these shows, uh, except for m- my wife and I who would watch them. But, um, yeah, well, excellent. That
2: I, I, I watch anything cool. with
1: that's him that's in that's
0: it. What would you say?
2: With that glowing review, I'm going
0: to check it out, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Uh, my number – what are we on? Five. 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 Oh, thank you. My number five is a show that I checked out because my wife asked me to. I'm not really a big fan of these type of shows, but I figured, ah, why not? We'll give it a shot. And it was a show that uh, I enjoyed very, very much. It was on the CW, and normally shows like that don't get canceled pretty fast, but it was The Secret Circle. Um, it was a show back in 2011, only had one season, 22 episodes. Speaking of Sarah Connor Chronicles, Thomas Decker was in this show, uh, who I believe played John Connor in that show. Indeed. Uh, Phoebe Tonkin, who's now currently in the originals, who I've heard is doing phenomenal in that show, uh, was in this as well. And Britt Robertson was the main star. Uh, her character was Cassie, and she's gone on to do Under the Dome right now, She if you guys are checking out that show, which is very Thank awesome. God. I love that show. Uh, essentially, she was uh, she moves to this place called Chance Harbor. She finds out she's a witch, and she's joined by these five other people. That uh, I'm not really big into witch shows. I mean, Charmed, I really didn't like the first three seasons. But once Rose McGowan came on, if you checked out Scream on STL, me and James talk about that. That's kind of what changed the show for me, and I really enjoyed Charmed. And I figured, well, if it's kind of like Charmed, I'll give it a chance. And by the second episode, I was like, wow, this is pretty good. It was created by Kevin Williamson. It had, it was really smart in its dialogue and Natasha uh, uh, Hendricks, who was in Species. If I'm saying that right, um, close enough. Yeah, I can never say. Yeah, you said
1: Species, correct? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but she was uh, one of the main bads, and she was excellent. So it was just a fun show. The cliffhanger wasn't too bad. You could totally watch this show and be satisfied with how it ends. I kind of thought it was coming back, but it got canceled due to the fact it went to so many different locations and became too expensive for the CW, who normally keep shows on. And they canceled this sucker. And uh, it was on a list of like top five lists to re- Uh, shows to return in a poll and still never made it so it is what it is i guess Mm. so yeah that's a fun show check it out
2: cool my number four lasted two seasons 32 whole episodes back in 2007 and that is a show called life
0: i know that okay so familiar (laughs) this isn't martin lawrence here now
2: no Life uh, starred Damien Lewis, who you can now find on Homeland with Claire Danes, was about a cop, Detective Charlie Cruz, who is recently been released from prison after serving 12 years of a life sentence that he had gotten for the uh, murder of his partner and his partner's whole family, except for one daughter that survived. And he DNA evidence exonerates him. He gets released from prison. He sues the L.A. Police Department or the city of Los Angeles, basically. And he wins and gets like $50 million or something like that. Uh, so he's ridiculously wealthy. And part of his lawsuit was, hey, you're going to give me $50 million for putting me in prison for 12 years. And let's just remember he he's a cop. So a cop going to prison, not a good thing. Right. And also as a stipulation of the lawsuit, he gets his old job back. Hmm. So he goes back to work and thus begins a two season long uh, investigation into who set him up and why. Uh, he's teamed up with another cop, um, another cop whose name what's is his face? missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her face? What's her face? Oh. uh very cute lady, uh, Danny Reese, who was played by Sarah Sahi. I think I'm saying her name wrong. Shahi. Uh, but she is a recovering alcoholic and drug user. She was, uh, undercover for a while and she, you know, got some bad, um, picked up some bad habits during that time, but now she's back on the force. And so they're teamed up. She's kind of supposed to be keeping tabs on him and reporting back anything she finds out to her superior officers. Uh, while it is kind of a procedural type thing because they're going after bad guys like different, they're solving different cases every week, underlying all of that is his investigation into who is behind his imprisonment. Uh, She gets involved with that because uh, it turns out her father, who was also a former cop, is involved with it. And it's this big thing that kind of unravels, but it's a really interesting mystery. Also, going back to uh, Jameson's last pick, uh, Captain Kevin Tidwell, is played by Donald Logue nice. There you go. And he was excellent in the show. Uh, one of a uh, supporting character, obviously, but he's uh, pretty awesome in it. And the thing that saves this show—it it lasted two seasons and it was canceled. I think it could have gone way farther than that. The end of season two, the mystery of why he was set up is figured out and it okay. comes to a very satisfying conclusion and that kind of saves the show you can watch this show these two seasons and feel very satisfied when it's over because it it doesn't leave you on a cliffhanger it wraps up a mystery that's been going on for a long time and the characters are left in a very positive place and i love that but we could have gone way farther with this show we could have continued this story Uh, without having the crutch of the mystery being the thing that drives it. Because the characters were that interesting. Having this cop who's a millionaire who is very um, just kind of free-going with his money. Like at one point, I think in the pilot episode, he walks up to these kind of gangbanger guys who are in this like tricked-out car. He walks up to them, shows them his badge, and they're like, what do you want, cop? And he's just like, I really like your car. can can I buy it from you? And the next scene is him tearing down the street in this car, just smiling (laughs) as he's just ripping through town in this, in this totally uh, tricked out like muscle car. It's pretty awesome. It, it, the characters alone make the show worth it. And uh, it was sad to see it go. Nice. Wow. I believe it is on Netflix. So if you
1: want to check it out, go for it. Add it to my queue. Oh man, number four, huh? Yeah, number, number four. four. All right. These are the these are the shows
2: we're serious about. You the first five of this list, ten through six. Yeah, whatever. Like these are shows I'm just like, man, wouldn't it have been great to have these continue? Five through one, man. I'm sitting there just like, what the hell? These are excellent shows. I'm very passionate about this.
1: All right, speak for yourself, here chief.
0: <laughs> you know you know what I like though, is so far most of us have you know, we're not duplicating list here. We all have
1: oh, Twin peaks was as close as we got. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of yeah. cool. You know, I don't think we have to worry about it with my next one. Oh, oh no. Uh, my next one is a show that was out in 1987, uh, ran for one season, <laughs> 10 episodes. And it combined everything that I love at the time, all the things that I loved into one show and just did it poorly enough that it only lasted 10 seasons, 10 episodes. Um, this show is called The Highwayman. The Highwayman was a post-apocalyptic world. How where... have I not
2: heard about this? Yeah, oh, w- dude,
1: This this was great. I'm writing what, this down. What channel was this again? Oh, I don't know, man. I was a kid. You got to look this up, fool. Uh, oh, it was... You just got told. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so it's a, like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max type of world where they have these marshals who go out and kind of it's like the Wild West now at this point. And so... The highwayman is is the one that we're focused on and he drives this huge 18 wheeler which is has special capabilities to it and so it's almost it's almost like Mask where N- Mask oh. the cartoon series not the Rocky Dennis story um oh, this created was by a Glenn, a. Larson. Glenn a. Larson oh yeah. my gosh so it I'm the, so his 18 wheeler converts into a helicopter but it also has a car that can drop out of the trailer and turn into a submarine and he's out patrolling (laughs) the roads in this thing and that 18 wheeler was it was like a big like it was like kit it was the star of the show and the highwayman was just there as like the michael knight i don't understand how i've never heard of this this it was
0: (laughs) so great flash gordon was the guy that played him right sam jones yeah
1: yeah, it was excellent. And it was one of those, you know, at a time, 1987, I'm 10 years old. I'm watching this show, and you don't understand cancellations and ratings. And it's just, all I know is the Highwayman is awesome. And I talk about it in school, and then all of a sudden, it's not on anymore. Like, what happened? Stop, they brought on up shows. <laughs> yeah, right. They brought on, towards the end of it, they brought on, uh, I don't know if any of you remember, Jacko. He was in the, uh, I think, Energizer ads. Australian guy, bleach white hair, and he'd be like, Oi, highway. Do you remember those commercials?
0: Do Terrible. that do that again.
1: No, not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He was this big Australian guy with bleach blonde hair, and he had uh, I believe it was an Australian accent. Um, anyways, they brought him on as, as like his partner, and he had his own crazy vehicles that he would do. Um, and it was just excellent, man. It was like I say, it, it just hit like all the buttons for me of things that I love. And this and, is not your number one either. No, it's not because there were some really weak episodes and like towards the end of the first se- of the series I guess they would kind of reuse previous footage which even when uh, I was a kid I would pick up on like wait a minute. I hate that. I've seen this before.
0: Night Rider That's does terrible. that all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that that is the reason. I mean like I say it was it was there was all the things that I loved but it just did it poorly enough that you know it wasn't great but man that was an excellent show, and I I always wanted more of it. I've watched it on YouTube. I've watched episodes on YouTube. I don't know anywhere else where you can find it. I've looked. Wow.
2: Well, I just acquired the
1: pilot episode. <laughs>
0: the way, <laughs> yeah, the pilot happened. was a movie.
1: The pilot was a movie that led into the series, which was pretty cool. Excellent. Indeed.
0: All right. Uh, my number four is uh, probably a show most people never really heard of, but I found it to be very enjoyable, and I was very pissed that it was canceled because of the major cliffhanger. Uh, it was a show I kind of watched because it was on ABC Family, and it was previewed during Pretty Little Liars, which, you know, I love that show. But it was a show called The Nine Lives of Chloe King. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. It uh, essentially is like Buffy, but it's with a, uh, she's a cat instead. It's essentially Chloe King as a girl discovers that she's a descendant of this uh, ancient race of this thing called Mice, which are kind of like they have cat-like powers. And um, she essentially is this warrior who can like run fast and whatever. But usually, if she dies, she can come back. That's hence the title, The Nine Lives of Chloe King. And every time she dies. Uh, it takes out another person in the clan and stuff, and it just had really good writing. The the characters were just super fun. One of the girls uh, was actually in the show, uh, Grace Phillips. She was in Supernatural uh, season, uh, the season premiere. She was the one that was with Cass in the oh. uh, you know that ended up going through the window and had all the glass in her face. Yeah, she was or in. Hail. Yeah, hail. She was in this show as Chloe's best friend. It was very action packed. It was very Buffy esque. It just it knew the kind of show it was. It was action packed. You kind of had the love drama going on and stuff, but it was just the writing was just so good for a show on ABC Family to be this action packed. It it was just really crazy. And the way they ended it is her her boyfriend is just uh, if she kisses somebody, they die. That's part of the thing is you cannot oh. be you cannot be with anybody. Uh, if, if you are this, in this clan and she kisses her boyfriend and thinking he was going to be okay and he's sitting there dying and you don't know how he's going to come back and the show just ends and they canceled it. There was this huge, oh. huge potential <laughs> for it to come back, but they ended up doing a, a script. They were going to make a movie to close this out for the fans. They didn't have the money to film it. So they released the script online, uh, about two months ago. So if you wanted to, you could read the script. It's about 142 pages, and you can get the ending to the show. And they, you know, kind of kill off a couple different people. But it was a crazy cliffhanger, and I actually enjoyed it for a show I didn't think I was really gonna like about somebody being having cat powers. But it was so Buffy, and I love Buffy that that's why I loved it so much. So it was like Buffy part two, kind of. Hmm. So yeah, gotcha. Good times.
2: Another show on ABC Family that I loved but couldn't be on this list because it went three seasons was uh, Kyle XY.
0: Oh, yeah. That was good. I
2: loved that show. It was good.
0: Yeah. ABC Family, man, they put out good stuff, man. They really do. I can't. They
2: do. And unfortunately, much like the CW, it doesn't get a whole lot of eyes on its channel. Right. And so a lot of shows just don't make it just because people aren't watching them. And half that reason is because they don't know they exist.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That was kind of the thing with this one is Pretty Little Liars, which is their, you know, huge show, only advertises this maybe twice, but it uh I thought it was doing good. You know, I would check the numbers and it had decent ratings, but I don't know, they just decided nope, we're not gonna continue. So
2: All yes. right, my number three. Wow, Lasted two go. seasons, twenty nine episodes in two thousand and three, and it's a show called Dead Like Me. Oh yeah. I've heard of Dead Like Me. Dead Like Me is the story of a girl named Georgia Lass. Everybody just calls her George, uh, who dies. First episode, she dies unceremoniously by being killed by falling debris from a space station. And the debris that hits her and kills her is a toilet. Uh, So right off the bat, you know exactly how this show's humor works. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is killed, and she is reaped by a grim reaper who comes to transfer her soul to the next life kind of thing. But first he tells her that she's going to have to be a reaper first. So she's been given a job as a reaper. uh, And she joins a little crew of reapers that's hanging out in the city that she's in. And they spend the episode going after and reaping people when they die and stuff like that. It was really good show had a good wicked sense of humor was very dramatic uh very interesting in how they set up the whole reaping thing because the reapers they walk around and they have to live like people kind of thing but we don't see them as they look so when people look at george they don't see the actress we see they see a different version of him that's how they kind of stay hidden Mm -hmm. right but it's really good it had a lot of mythology to it that was never fully fleshed out. Um, like, uh, where do they get the list? Because the guy who kind of runs the Reapers, uh, who was played by like me, uh, a guy I knew from uh, Chicago Hope back in the day, uh, Mandy Patinkin. Oh, Mandy Patinkin. Inigo Montoya. He, Inigo Montoya himself. Uh, he was the boss of these reapers, uh, Callum blue, uh, who people may know from Smallville. He was, uh, in this Ellen Muth played George. Uh, he would get a list every morning at his apartment. And the list was the list of people that needed to be reaped for the day. They would meet up at this diner, uh, in the morning, he would hand out everybody's assignments and they would have to go out and reap these people. Well, there was, uh, the mystery of where does the list come from? Who gives them the list? Right. Um, At one point, one of the, uh, I think in season one, at the end of season one, one of the Reapers jumps into the afterlife with one of her uh, assignments. So basically they take them, they go to this person they're supposed to reap. They touch them right before they die. And then when they die, their ghost or their soul or whatever is just kind of hanging out. And so they're like, Oh, Hey, follow me. I'll take you to the afterlife. And they take them and a bright light appears and they walk into it. And the soul has been reaped. Well, there's a mystery of like, okay, well what's on the other side of that bright light? Is it heaven? Is it, you know, what? Question mark. host beef sandwich. Exactly. And one of the Reapers that's in this crew decides that, she wants to go see. She's very curious. And so she goes into the light with her uh, her assignment. But the thing is, we don't know if that was allowed. Because it's not supposed to be allowed. And so that person just disappears. And there's a big question mark over what happens to that person. Which really causes some strife with Mandy Patinkin's character. Who... I don't know. It's the first time he shows some like really hardcore emotions because he's really fearful about what happened to this person that walked into the light that wasn't theirs kind of thing. Uh, Unfortunately, the show's canceled and there's no real uh, wrap up to it. There was a movie that they put out, uh, Dead Like Me, Life After Death. I haven't watched it. I own it. But I haven't watched it because I heard it wasn't very good, and it really doesn't answer any of the questions that the show brings up and kind of left hanging.
0: Huh.
2: Uh, but it was a great show; it was excellent. I totally recommend checking it out. I think it's on Netflix. It's totally worth watching, and it's dead like me.
1: Excellent. Good times. I'm just I'm writing these down.
0: All right. Hey. <laughs> uh,
1: my number three. My number three. Man, this was number one for, for a little while when we first made this list, but um, my number three is a show that was uh, on in 2002, um, a total of 14 episodes, I think only 12 of them actually aired, um, and it uh, stars one of my favorite actors, man, and that's Firefly. You know, Jason mentioned it in his honorable mentions, but man, Firefly is so good. Um, Get over it. Dude, no. You, you <laughs>
0: want you want to hear something bad? Is I know all about this stuff, but I've never watched a single episode or saw the movie.
1: The thing is, the thing I why the are we... supposed to be surprised? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good point. I mean, I did just finally see Indiana Jones, but I so just
1: right. l- I just love the the spaghetti western space story. Uh, it's not you know your your Star Trek or whatever. We're out in space and. And it's not what you expect, you know, You got the ragtag group and dude, anything with Nathan Fillion in it, I'm in. And I love Alan Tudick in this. He's great. And just the, the unique stories they tell and the way they tell them the, the, as much as I don't normally like, you know, handheld, especially in a TV show, it kind of drives me nuts, but, um, they use it well in this and just the, the, the way they told it and then it's gone. And then, what what really confused me was when I was how they showed episodes out of order. Like I don't know which we were talking about earlier, where they showed. Night, it was Night Knight Rider. Rider, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why a network does that. Because then you watch it on the TV, like, oh, oh, no, no, it's supposed to go this way. That makes sense. Um, and it's one of the few shows that you know it got Serenity the movie years after this got canceled. You know, the kind of the, the big fan response gets the movie made. And it's one of the few movies that actually holds up with the show, you know, that isn't just kind of like a cash in on on, um, you know, the original stuff. It's great. And I would love to continue seeing that you could go, you know, a show and then a movie and a show and a movie and just keep doing that. as far as I'm concerned, because I thought it was excellent. And the cast was what really made it great. Um, And just their interplay between them, the chemistry between all of them. Made it fun to watch no matter what was going on in the episode. So.
0: Yeah, that Alan guy was the main bad guy in Dollhouse. So.
1: Oh, yeah, Alan Tudyk? He's I yeah. love him. He's a good character actor that can really do. He can play like that snivelly, snarky guy. He can play, you know, a stand up guy. I, I
0: like him. Yeah. He was entertaining in Transformers 3, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Uh, watched all the episodes. I watched the movie. Several times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's one of those shows that it it hit every note it needed to the first episode right off the bat and it never stopped. There's right, not exactly. one
1: week episode in that entire series. That's why I want more of it because it is, it was so great and so kind of groundbreaking with that. And like I say, call it a man crush, call it what you want, but more Nathan Fillion isn't a bad thing. That's why we have castles, sir. It's true. There's, we need more of everything. I'm waiting for the next Doctor Horrible sing along. I'm waiting for part two to come out soon. Uh, give up on that. Too. Oh, it's on its way,
2: man. <laughs> no, they've already said. Josh Whedon said no. It had to be put on hold because I am t- way too busy with Marvel stuff. It's and coming, my man. I'm, n- coming. I'm not gonna be able to deal with it until after Avengers two.
1: Ah, they need like three weeks to make it. No problem. Yeah, it's
2: not gonna happen. All I'm right. going to say it's never going to happen. It's just never gonna, it's not going to happen anytime soon.
0: All right. My number three, this is the reason why I stopped watching NBC, was they canceled this show, and I was done. <laughs> done with the network. I was done with NBC. I don't really blame you. NBC really pisses me off at the time. After Knight Rider, I gave this show. I loved it. And they canceled it. It was only 13 episodes, and it was Persons Unknown. Um, This show was about seven strangers, Janet, Joe, Sargent, Tori, Bill. Essentially, they all awaken in this hotel. They have little knowledge how they got there. Uh, It's kind of a small 1950s era kind of town nearby. Uh, They're filled with cameras, microphones. So over the course of a couple of weeks, they get subject to these psychological and physical stresses that they have to go through. The main guy, his name is Joe. It eventually reveals that he's the member of this thing called the program, who or what the program is, uh, their motives, resources, and um, there's, basically they're unclear. You don't know who the program is, but you know they're in control of all these people being there and what's the purpose. Alan Ruck, who is from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he's Cameron, is in this show, Good Times. Uh, Jason Wiles, uh, he used to be in 90210. And then I saw him in here. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's really the only time I've seen this guy. The other people in the show, they all worked, but I had no idea who they, you know, any other show that they were in. But the show got really good. It was really intense. And you would see people, you know, die here and there trying to break free. And eventually you get towards the end and they're supposed to give you all the answers. And instead they give you this big cliffhanger of them. Being taken out and put on a boat And there you go that's the end of it And it was supposed to show you s- Stage 2 they're going to level 2 They beat level 1 here's level 2 And how are you gonna get out of it And then they cancelled the show And I was stunned with NBC at that point Because it was a huge rated show And they just decided to can it And I was so pissed So ever since then I've been done with NBC Suckers <laughs> Have you guys, you guys heard of this show at all? Pers- no. Persons Unknown? No. I
1: can't.
0: It was so good. Jason, you still there, oh, sir? Yes. I'm oh, wake oh, up. Wake up.
2: <laughs> I've heard of the show. I just I didn't watch it or know the premise of it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I uh, I just saw previews for I think it was on Medium they would be showing previews for it. I was like, that looks pretty good. I checked out the first episode, and I was instantly hooked. The second episode was even better. It just – every episode got better and better and more – uh who you know who done it or uh, who's this person in charge and you know everybody was a suspect if you will you know and it was just so good. It was just an awesome who done it type of show. So Excellent. All right, sir, what's your Top number two, two man
2: my number two two seasons, sixteen episodes back in two thousand the only show on my list that is a reality game show. Oh boy and it is mtv's fear oh yeah i remember that oh i loved this show good time Uh, the program followed a group of five or more contestants being left at an allegedly haunted location and led them on a series of dares over two nights to explore and confirm whether or not the place was haunted interesting enough the series was not canceled due to lack of interest because it was the second most popular show on mtv at the time but due to the high cost of producing each episode.
0: Oh, that's weak. Ridiculous. I hate that
1: crap, man. Right. I mean, it's a success and we love it, but we don't want to spend the money.
0: Yeah. Like medium. That's our number one show, but we're going to cancel it.
1: Ridiculous.
2: I hate it. I hate when that happens, but the show, basically they would take these, this group of, uh, teenagers, uh, very road rules, real world age kind of folks. Right. They would throw them in a haunted location, uh, be it the old cement factory, uh, old mental, uh, asylum. Uh, and they would put them in a safe house, a room in this location that was safe. It had lights, it had a computer, it had little cots and stuff. And they would, the computer would tell them what they had to do next. So it would pop up and they'd be like, Oh, look, we got a note. And the note would say, it would give them some brief history of the location being like, uh, the basement of this place is known to be super haunted because the owner set himself on fire inside and died a horrible, painful death. You have to, uh, two of you, any two of you, you pick, yeah. have to go down into the basement and, you know, investigate. So they would throw on their, uh, these packs, these vests that have the little cameras that sit in front of their face, you know. So we can get a first uh, eye view of, of their reactions to things. And there's hidden cameras all over the location. So we get those as well and they send them out and they have to do some sort of task. Like, okay, you're down in the basement. Now you have to uh, use the Ouija board in the corner of the room to try and contact the ghost of the owner or whatever. And if they did it, then they got to go back to the safe house and await the next thing. If they didn't do it, they were escorted away from the location and they were gone. And now (laughs) it was up for the rest of the people to finish the night or whatever. There was this one episode. I absolutely loved it. It was at the cement factory. They had uh, this one nerdy kid climb to the top of this tower looking thing at the cement factory. It's the place where the owner of the cement factory had hung himself by wrapping a noose around his neck and then jumping off. Oh, that's nice. And he, he had to go up there and recreate the death of the owner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. And here's
2: how, here's how here's it works. Here's an
1: electrical they, cord, kid. Get up there.
2: Exactly. They send him up there, and the people on the other end of the radio, the people that are in the safe house, are giving him instructions as he's going about his mission. He gets up there, and the guy uh, on the radio is like, all right, now do you see the noose that's hanging at the top? And he's like, yeah, I see it. And he's like, all right, put it around your neck. What? What? <laughs> he's like, yeah, the, it says put it around your neck. You want to win the game show, don't you? Yeah. See ya. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. So he puts the noose around his neck and, and the guy's like, okay, is it around your neck? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, now Shoot. you have to, uh, <laughs> off to the side. Do you see that like uh, pile of bricks on like a rolling stand? He's like, yeah. He's like, use the stick. Next to where you're standing to push the pile of bricks off the edge of the the platform, and y- if you look, the noose around his neck is tied to these bricks. Nice, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "What? What?" <laughs> and the whole t- they have this long, like five minute argument at this point because the guy's like, "I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous." And the people in the safe house are like, "Don't let him do it. That's crazy." And the whole time, I'm sitting there going are you seriously thinking that MTV would kill you on TV? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it's not going to do what you're assuming it's going to do. They're just having you recreate whatever. So eventually the guy pushes the bricks off, but he like takes his head out of the noose, pushes the bricks off. They fall. The mo- noose doesn't move at all because it's not really connected to him. And then he puts the noose back on and he's like, all right, it's done. And everybody's like, Oh, thank God. Oh, it's am- amazing. Now come back to the safe house. Well, he gets back to the safe house and the guy who was on the radio is like, "Okay, we have to clarify this because they have the question here that says, was the noose on when you pushed off the bricks or was did you take your head out? And he's like, oh, no, I I totally did. And they're like, you did keep it in the noose or you, you took your neck out of the noose? Yep. No, no, it was in there. It was in there. Okay, well, great. And he's like, oh, I put it back in there after I pushed the bricks off and so basically they've obviously we can see on the video that he had messed up he had not done what the instructions told them hit the bricks and and so he's like (laughs) okay the question is what was the head in the noose when they pushed the bricks off or not they have to click the no and the thing pops up it's like you have been disqualified please leave the safe house and this nerdy kid throws a fit <laughs> whips the vest off and he's kicking things and he's crying and he's oh what was i supposed to do blah 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 blah. Uh, it was amazing but the whole show was like that every episode was awesome uh they never released it in its full form but they released a best of dvd that i have yeah that has that one on there um but it was an excellent show it was it came out like around a little after the time like Blair Witch project and stuff so it was very much in that vein and it was really creepy and it was well put on and I loved that show I would love it if I got a DVD of it
0: Yeah shows like that though the MTV never makes you know like reality based stuff they never put like full seasons out at least no. not that I know of so good luck but with it If someone's it. got a
2: bootleg just
1: let me know
0: Heck, heck yeah <laughs> All right, Jameson, what's your number two, sir? All right, my
1: number two is a uh, show that was on for one season in 1985. Lasted man, 16... you keep you keep going back to the 80s, man. <laughs> you know what, man? Lasted 16 episodes and uh, is the my most wanted show to be put out on DVD. I would love to get this on DVD. Um, and it, it is the first kind of experience i had with like an x-men type of team and this show is called misfits of science misfits of science i absolutely love this show about a group of teenagers that um are at like this mit type of uh institute and are given powers various powers um uh, the first time i ever saw courtney cox she played gloria in this who had uh, telekinesis mm-hmm. um you had my favorite guy, Mark Thomas Miller, who played Johnny B. Good, who could run like lightning and, and shoot lightning out of his fingers, nice. uh, a la the Emperor. <laughs> um, you had Kevin Peter Hall, who's better known as the guy inside of uh, the Predator costume in the Predator movies.
0: Originally Van Dam, um, but then fired and then put in.
1: Yep, and he was also Harry and Harry and the Hendersons, but he was a guy who could grow and shrink and do these crazy things. And then you have Dean Martin's son, Dean Martin Jr., Who also was in this, and Max Wright from ELF was uh, kind of the head of the deal. Um, And just, dude, it was so great because, like I said, this was 1985. I'm a kid, and there wasn't, you didn't have the plethora of superhero things on TV and in movies like you do now, right? So any little thing that had superpowers associated with it, I'm like, that's cool. And this was great. I'm sure if I watch it now, it's terrible. But probably (laughs) yeah i'm I'm sure the effects were ridiculous but i absolutely love this show and just watching each each one as my guy johnny b goes out and runs really fast (laughs) and whatever but um yeah misfits of science was excellent man i'm guessing it's better in my memory than in real life but um i would love to find out because i can't find an episode of this anywhere um there's a german (laughs) German DVD that I've come close to buying a German DVD set that I've come very close to buying a couple of different times but
0: nothing's on YouTube
1: I've only seen trailers you know and like uh 3 minute scenes and stuff like that Got it Yeah but Missus the science was excellent and and Courtney Cox was great in this as Gloria she was she was very cool
0: All right uh my number 2 uh is the show that has the worst uh cliffhanger and i was actually shocked that they canceled this show until i found out the reasons why later uh it's a show that had me the most upset in the year 2012 when i found out it was canceled and that was ringer um Mm. yeah this was a cw show kind of like secret circle i kind of thought it was safe cw's a network got
2: a full season
0: yeah i got a full season 22 episodes
2: they may not be picked up for more seasons, but CW is a good track record of at least giving it one season. Except for
1: with Homeboys in Outer Space. Well, you, you always have that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was Sarah Michelle Geller's return to television after Buffy, and essentially she was playing two twin sisters. Uh, one's Bridget, the other one is uh, Siobhan. And one's kind of evil, one's good. Um, the good one, Kelly, or uh, Bridget. <laughs> but that was none of the names. Yeah, yeah, Kelly's the last name. Bridget's her first name. That's the good sister. She's essentially uh, kind of a recovering drug addict. Uh, she's a stripper, but she's under protection of the FBI because she agrees to testify against her employer, who's a local crime boss, uh, because she witnesses a murder. Uh, but right before, she's supposed to testify... She essentially takes off, and she tries to find her twin sister who hates her, and there's this big twist, and it's just – it's an amazing show. I don't really want to give anything away, especially how it, the whole show, how how it went. The cool thing is is that um, good old Michael Knight Jr. was in this show, which was pretty mm-hmm. awesome to see him come back. And uh, the guy from Fantastic Four, the main guy, the stretch guy what, – what the heck is that guy's name? Um, and Ian – uh, Ian Gruff, Gruff- Jon Gruffid, right? Yeah. Yes. I thought he was very, he was very likable. I love that guy. Yeah, very good. And it was just a crazy show of like, she takes over the persona of her sister, um, the evil one, if you will, Siobhan. And then you find out that Siobhan is, you know, thinking that, uh, man, it, it's it's so complicated in the story because it's so good. That you just have to watch it. I mean, is this I, on
1: Netflix
2: or, or anywhere else? Yeah. I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: It, it's one of those shows that even though I've spoiled the ending of all the other ones because I didn't care, this one I care. Because even though it has a crazy cliffhanger, it was so good. I was shocked it was canceled, but Sarah Michelle Geller was also an executive producer and they couldn't afford to pay her that fee along with her acting fee. It just got too expensive and CW had to can it. Unfortunately, and I'm it, check that out. It won all these awards. It had petition upon petition. Uh, it had like it was the fifth rated highest show on CW, and it actually was higher than Nikita, America's Top Model, Gossip Girl. But it still got canceled because it was just too expensive, kind of like Secret Circle and uh, it got canceled. I, I was so devastated because the ending was so good that I could not wait to see how season two was going to go and I'll never know so you'll
1: never know yeah this, bump, bump,
0: this is the biggest this <laughs> this would be my number 1 uh because this is the biggest heartbreak for me on a TV show but my number 1 obviously when we get there I'll explain why it's my number 1 but this is the biggest heartbreaking show for me is due to the fact I'll never know how it's officially going to end so
1: here we go boys oh man
0: number, number 1 2 hours later
1: <laughs> Hey.
0: here it's we go good times. yeah
2: Okay, so my number one lasted 13 episodes in 2007 and almost made me give up on NBC altogether. (laughs) This sounds familiar. I know, right? Nothing but crap. Sorry. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Excellent show. Only thing that saves it is that the ending of the season, the 13 episodes, didn't leave us in a cliffhanger so much. Felt like a really good place to end it, I guess, even though it left us without any more stories about this world. And it's a show called Journeyman. Mm, Yeah. Journeyman was a time travel show. Ah. Right off the bat, I'm interested. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And it deals with newspaper reporter Dan Vassar, who has the gift to suddenly travel back in time. Uh to let him set straight something that caused great problems in the present day for him, his loved ones, or broader society in general. Uh, very um, uh, Quantum Leap-esque yeah. in a way. Uh, I like that. But the cool thing about it was he would get like a migraine headache. That's when he knew that the time travel was about to happen. And he that was his only warning. And within seconds, boom, he's in a past. So he's got to figure out where he is. He's got to kind of figure out what he's supposed to be doing there. But he's got kind of like a time limit. Uh, he'll pop back into the present day randomly at any time. But it's not like uh, you have an hour in the past and that's all you get. It's completely random. He could be there for days, minutes, seconds. It doesn't matter. But the the cool thing about it was – It was so inconvenient on his life and it caused so much problems. He'll be at work and he's got this meeting that he's got to go to, to save his job. And he pops into the seventies. And the thing is, however long he's gone is however long he's gone. So it's real time. Yeah. If he's gone 20 minutes in the seventies, he's been missing from present day for 20 minutes. If he's gone two days, he's been gone two days. And That's causing people to kind of freak out. There's an episode where him and his wife try and get out and go on a trip and kind of get over some of the stress that's been going on in their lives. His wife knows that he does this. It took her a while for her to believe, but she knows that this happens. So they get on a plane and all of a sudden, pop, he transports to the 70s. Suddenly, he has become missing on a plane that is in the sky. This is after 9-11, and when he pops back in later, the feds come after him. Uh, He's put on a no-fly list. There's like serious repercussions (laughs) for what happens because suddenly he's gone, right? And uh, one of the heartbreaking episodes was he's with his son at a street fair or something in San Francisco. That's where the show's based, and he starts to get his headache. But he's he's with his young son who's probably under the age of 10. I think he's more like six, uh, like uh, eight or nine years old. Um, and he disappears. He travels back in time, leaving his young son by himself at this
0: street fair in San Francisco. Crazy.
2: And so it causes in the show them to have a conversation of, I can't be alone with my son ever because I have no control over when this happens. He could have been kidnapped. He could have gotten hurt. Tons of bad things could have happened. And, it's it's just a repercussion of what's happening it it's so heartbreaking to realize uh, for a father to realize that he cannot be alone with his son because of what may happen um there was a backstory a back plot to the mystery of why he's able to do this that they kind of start to get into but is never at all explained or uh gone into it in any sort of depth because it's been, it gets canceled after 13 episodes, but you can tell they were kind of building this backstory mythology that seemed really interesting. But besides that, it was just interesting all on its own because of all the things that were happening that were raising red flags. People thought he had a drug problem because he would just disappear randomly uh, for days at a time. His brother who was a cop starts investigating it and it was so good. I have it on DVD. They released it on DVD, which was good. I believe you can find it on Netflix, but it's so good. And like I said, it ends in a way that is satisfying. The only cliffhanger aspect of it is we never really find out why he's able to do this, but the, the last scenes of this show are perfect for where it ends. Uh, so with that, with it being kind of a satisfying conclusion, I highly recommend anybody to go and get into these 13 episodes because it is
0: completely worth it. Excellent. Huh. Dude, that sounds awesome, man. It
1: does, man. I'm, I'm interested to go check it out now. I, I,
0: ve- I don't think I've actually seen a time travel movie that deals in real time. Or if there is, I can't think of it because most time travel movies don't deal with that. And that's a pretty awesome concept.
2: Yeah, it worked out really good. The science behind the time travel was really good. Uh, there's a lot more to the story. There's some mystery and intrigue involved. Uh, there's more time travelers that he deals with. But overall, every episode was excellent. The acting is excellent. The The show was just so good. And unfortunately, it, it had 13 episodes, but then the writers strike hit. And they couldn't make any more episodes yeah. because – the writers were on strike and you can't write anything without writers. And it really, it became one of the, of the many shows that died due to the writer's strike. And so after it's 13 episode run, it just never came back.
1: Just what I need is more stuff in my queue. Now, Good job. All right.
0: All right. It's (laughs) only 13
1: episodes. I'll put this at the front of the list. (laughs)
0: All right. There you go. What, What do you got, Jameson?
1: All right. My number one, uh, it's, it seems like a cop-out because it's on so many lists that I've seen. And uh, it, I didn't want to put it number one. But when I thought about it, it it's one of my favorite shows that unfortunately got killed. And that's Freaks and Geeks. Uh, wow. Freaks and Geeks is a show that I, I fell in love with. And, uh, you know, bought the DVD as soon as it came out. And my wife and I have watched the one series run of it eight or nine different times. You know, the whole run. And just the characters in here, I just... Fell in love with those with the characters and the the two different groups, the freaks and the geeks, you know. Um, and just I just love it. I love this this uh, group of actors, and I love the the interplay between the two different groups and just the weird like the weird relationships that form between them in such a short time span. And just really relate to kind of both groups as far as you know. When I was in that time period in high school, you know, I, I relate to certain things with each group which is which is kind of interesting and just always wanted to see more of it you know you there was the trap with that of you know the the older group obviously being seniors in the first season where do you go from there you know they uh should graduate but they never stopped 90210 so <laughs> um i just really dug it and and go, for good or bad it made me follow the careers of all of these actors coming out of here um, probably more than I should have with some of them, but, um, really just dug the whole group. Um, and, you know, and just wish I could have seen more of it. This led me into undeclared, which I, you know, talked about earlier. I enjoyed that. Um, and just wanted more of this, but unfortunately not going to happen.
0: So who's your favorite out of the group that you follow their career and actually, you know, dig?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because, like, my favorites on the show seem to have the roughest careers afterwards. Um, I mean, I did, I liked Seth Rogen on here because he was a secondary character. I always dug him because he was kind of the guy who was in the background for most of the episodes and would just throw in little one-liners. I was like, that, that, you know, and I always, I have a soft spot for the bigger guys, you know. So I always kind of <laughs> dug him. Um and, uh, you know, James Franco. But I, Jason Siegel surprised me because on the show, he was my least favorite character. Yeah. And post-show, he's the one that I enjoy the most. And his thing, I think has made the best choices in his career. Um, but on the show, Martin Starr, who played Bill in the younger group, was always my favorite. And he's the one who's done the least out of all of them, of course.
0: So. Wow. Man, this is the second time your number one is the bottom of my list. That's terrible.
1: Yeah, man. You got to fix that. You got to do something about it.
2: It's one of those shows that I've heard so much about um, that I'm kind of afraid to watch it.
1: Yeah.
0: Because yeah, there I'm is not sure it's too. going
2: to live up to the hype that's been built
1: up around it. Kinda right. Like, At yeah. this point, it's yeah, you would have a totally different perspective than, than I did on it, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Our, so I guess we get to my number one. All right. Um,
1: oh, I can't wait.
0: Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would I do without your sarcasm, sir? I don't know couldn't live i couldn't live with myself i guess all right number one this is the reason why i watched dollhouse was because of uh this actress and it's the first time that i ever saw zach uh gelf yeah yeah that guy who plays a very serious role and now is an idiot but it's true calling it was on fox uh from 2003 to 2005 it only had two seasons and I was hooked instantly. Uh, this was Eliza Dushku's first time back on TV after Buffy. and First uh,
2: starring role.
0: Yep, yeah, first starring role. And it, essentially, she her character's name is True Davies. And she's, uh works at a city morgue. And dead bodies basically wake up, ask for help. And it's kind of like time travel. She goes back uh, the last day that they were alive. And she has to keep their death from happening. It's kind of a cliche, and it's the same formula of every episode, kind of like Knight Rider and all that kind of stuff that I like. But it just the characters were great. She was excellent. I love her character. The whole reason why I watched Dollhouse is I just couldn't get enough of this. And the second season changed the game because Jason Priestley came back, and he was now the villain where he would try to make the deaths happen and stop her from helping people and it just created this awesome conflict and they just up and canceled season two out of nowhere and never released any sort of closure. And when they did, it was like three years later and it was just some random episode and it just, ugh, I was so depressed when this show was canceled. I loved it so much. And then when the hangover came out, I'm like, Oh, it's my guy from true calling. And then I watched him. I'm like, why is he an idiot? And then he started doing that in every movie. So the only show or movie or whatever you're ever going to see him play seriousness in is True Calling. Because he was so good. He was True's right-hand man and was just always out looking for, you know, always looking out for. And he was just so serious. And Jason Priestley was amazing. He was such a great bad guy. And I love this show. It was excellent. So it's my number one.
2: Interesting. I my wife, we have this on DVD and my wife really liked this show and I probably watched the first three or four episodes and I really couldn't watch it anymore. I got so annoyed with the show because it seemed like 20 minutes of every episode was her running It was a <laughs> montage of her just running down the street because her whole thing is like, she didn't have a car or anything and she was like a former track star. Yeah. And so she's got a time limit, obviously she's only got a day to save these people and she, is just constantly running places. They show her like, "Oh, I've got to get down to town in like 5 minutes and it's 40 miles away or whatever." And so she'll run out of the house and you see, it's a montage of her just running down the street as fast as possible and she'll get there, "Hey, pl- don't choke on that thing or yeah. else you die." are like, "Oh, thanks." And then oh, now I've got to run down the street again. She's running down the street. Constant shots of her just running like everywhere crazy- I went,
1: I was running.
2: I was running. So I got really annoyed with that. It was bothersome. And so I stopped watching the show.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) Ringer was my number one. But then when I, you know, started to remember True Calling and I just remember everything. And yeah, it's very formulaic. I know what you're talking about with the running. But I had such a fun time with this show. And season two changed the game so much when Jason Priestley came in. It was just like... You never knew, you know, because usually you kind of figure she's going to save him at the end. Season two comes around, you have no idea what's going to happen. And it just, the way they just up and canceled it just out of nowhere, it was so infuriating. And it kind of was perfect for me to put it here, you know. But I don't know, man. I, I, I feel you. You know, I, I hear you in regards to the running thing. and But I think if you just give it a couple, I don't know, man. It's... I can't say. I
2: mean, I'll, I'll try it again some other time, but oh, it's definitely not at the top of my list of.
0: Yeah, part part of me wants me to just tell you: skip season one, go to season two. No, and... I
2: can't do that. Uh, what?
1: I can't That's do kooky that. talk. I know. I have To watch things in order. Which guys? Gotta... We just talked about how you watch shows wrong.
0: I yeah, only did that exactly. with Castle. Leave me alone.
1: All
2: right. And now you're encouraging it with other people.
1: You can't spread that kind of craziness. You know? <laughs> Just it's skip not
2: the
0: shows a <laughs> <laughs> But if it's a show that you don't really have a desire for, but I'm trying to motivate you, oh, you, you know,
1: that's the wrong way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I dig that we had very little crossover on 30 shows that we talked about. Exactly, yeah. plenty of shows for you guys
2: to go out and check out because most of them, a good chunk of them, were, are available easily. Yeah. yeah,
0: except for Werewolf, that's you know, eighty dollars. Yeah, you're
2: gonna have to pay eighty bucks for that. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So I think that is a wrap for our list. And uh why don't we go ahead and get into the channel surfers and hear what they have to say. This is the slam. This is the fun. We're going to do it
1: like it ain't been tough before. This is the slam. This is the fun. We're going to bring you like a great bitch drunk.
0: Nah. What do you mean, no? What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't say
0: anything. Yeah, you did. All right. So – our first channel surfer writes in, and that's Time Traveling Peter. Here's what he had to say. Greetings, Masunis, Jameson, and Jason. Let me start off with saying this was a great list idea. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, where he, I guess Jameson can take the credit for I'm that. Taking full credit. There you go. This is way too many forgotten gems that have come and gone too soon. A lot of shows have good concepts, but nowadays it's all about the ratings. Going through my list was tough just like any other, but I got it down to 10 and revised it about four times. I can't wait to hear everyone else's list. I'm sure there are plenty of other shows I might have forgotten that I dig, so here we go. Number 10 is Alcatraz. Mm. Uh, This was a good concept about the disappearance of all the inmates and guards of the infamous prison. Each week, a criminal would mysteriously appear, and the main character tries to figure out how to capture them. It got old quick, but never quite developed the true arc. Uh, the true story arc that we were waiting for. Number nine is Over There. Most people probably don't remember this one, but it was one of the first shows after the war to kind of show the fictional army squad in Iraq. It was way too dramatized and perhaps too soon to have such a show while the conflict was still going. Uh, Number eight, Journeyman. A, quant- yeah, buddy. a quantum leap ripoff That is all There was just too many silly ideas The guy was able to bring an old cell phone with him During his missions And use it in the past Blah. Sounds
2: res- re- re- like garbage to me <laughs> you, got,
0: you got a response for that sir
2: Yeah you don't know what the hell you're talking
0: about
1: <laughs> How do you make it your number 8 and then bag on it
2: I know does Maybe like he a- doesn't understand
1: what this show is about
0: <laughs> it does sound like, like I had thousands
1: it. of movies To pare down to My number 8 That's so good <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, number seven life before Damian lewis was in homeland he was wrongly convicted uh gets out and has an agenda of his own number six sarah chronic sarah connor chronicles uh, i think t3 was so bad and i felt we needed something to be so good to help us forget still waiting this show answers some questions and gave us some different insight maybe they should have uh had Andrea from Walking Dead play Sarah Connor? I would have liked that better. Hmm. Number five, Alien Nation. I like this there show. I like this show because it doesn't just ask us if aliens existed; it shows us that they that they did and question what it would have been like. Number four, Flash Forward. At one point, everyone in the world uh, blacks out for a couple minutes at the exact time. When they all awake, they had a vision of something in the future. Maybe it didn't get its ratings, but man, there were so many unanswered questions. The last episode was such a big cliffhanger. I recommend this show, but obviously, it's only one season, so you don't get resolution. Number three, Freaks and Geeks. Here's the show that gave us Rogan, Franco, and company. Uh, That's not saying a whole lot, but you got to admit, that some of their stuff is hilarious fng despite uh taking place in the 80s uh was probably one of the better depictions of school and i think was pretty relatable relatable in so many ways on so many levels one thing i didn't like is when in high school everyone is so good looking this show made it work well the cast the
1: cast wasn't all that good looking
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, number two firefly so joss whedon envisioned star wars as a western sign me up i think nathan fillion is better on here than castle i'm glad they were able to give us serenity if nothing else number one is twin peaks now my favorite cult tv show talk about quirky and kooky arguably one of the weirdest shows that uh opened up with doors for others to follow such as x-files with such a weird and colorful cast, I think it was maybe too dark for TV for its time. The second season finale left such a hole; it made me uh, pissed off that we'll never get an ending. If anyone, uh, if anyone is a fan of the show, Psych had a tribute episode that pretty much summed it all up in 45 minutes. So that was time traveling Peter. So thank you, sir, Thanks. for writing. In. All right. Uh, Tawana writes in, sir. Are you ready? Here we go. It's about time. I know, right? (laughs) What's up, Masunas and the channel surfers? Dude, she forgot you. Oh, love. No, she's on the outs (laughs) with me. Yeah, she's upset with you, I guess. It was a very long summer, and a couple of great shows ended for good, like Breaking Bad and Dexter, but I am excited. Fall TV is back. I'm catching up on watching all my regulars, Big Bang Theory, Arrow, Homeland Voice, and even a couple new shows like Blacklist and Sleepy Hollow have been keeping me pretty busy. But I did want to write in about the topic at hand. What are the top 10 canceled TV shows or shows that I felt were gone too soon? First off, honorable mention goes to My So-Called Life with Homeland's Claire Danes. This was an awesome teenage show that should have never been canceled but uh, didn't gain popularity on MTV until it had been canceled. Uh, other honorable mentions are Veronica Mars, a smart detective show which technically got three seasons, yet it was gone too soon. And the Chappelle show was another one, which we all remember how that one imploded on itself. Uh, Persons Unknown and Ringer are some other good ones, although I don't I didn't watch Ringer until I was already it was already cancelled. And Massoonis went out, I went off about it. Yes, it's true. I was pretty upset that week. Uh, but I checked it out and agreed that it belongs on the list. Okay, so here's my top 10 list. Number 10, Harper's Island. Actually, this should not be on the list because that was a mini series. It was only designed to be one season, one season only. Um, do you guys remember this show? This had Jim Beaver, Katie Cassidy in it. It was a negative. It was a whodunit show, um, and it premiered after Supernatural season three, I think it was. And it was somebody dies every single week. And it was just it was an awesome show, but it was a mini-series. It was only designed to be for one season. So it's excellent. Yeah. Uh, number nine is Invasion about some aliens that uh, disguise their arrival in a Florida hurricane. Number eight is Wonderfalls, a quirky TV show about a girl working in a Niagara Falls souvenir shop. Number seven, Miracles. Skeet Altrich is a Catholic priest that investigates miracles. Number six is popular. This show was awesome. One of the first shows by the guys who later made Glee and Nip Tuck. About two high school girls, one popular and the other not so much, whose parents get married and their their worlds collide. Life. Number five. Featuring Damon Lewis of Homeland about a cop who was wrongly imprisoned for 20 years for murder. He gets out and is trying to track down those who framed him. Number four. Pushing Daisies. A love story about a girl named Chuck and a pie maker who has the power of life and death in the touch of his fingers. Number three, Push Nevada. This show produced by Ben Affleck was a scripted mystery drama and reality game that had viewers looking for clues to the whereabouts of $1 million that one lucky viewer did eventually win. Man, I was recording this show and it's, and stopped... Uh, t- wait, Man, I was recording this show and stopping down tape and blowing up screen caps. I don't know what she means huh. by that. But I wanted that money. Did you ever hear of this show, Push Nevada?
1: I have. Uh, yeah, I do um, remember it.
0: Okay. It's pretty cool that pretty much most of some you know, most of the shows on our list are on their list. That's cool. Number two is Moonlight, about a vampire who was also a cop. And number one is Carnival. Okay, I can, I can talk all day about this show. It's basically about an ongoing war between good and evil as told through the eyes of a preacher and convict on the lamb hiding out in a carnival in the 30s. Uh, I'm still mad this show was canceled and I'm eagerly waiting for its return uh, for what may be a good movie. It was so good. It was my lost before lost. Well anyways, I can't wait to hear your thoughts and list. I really enjoyed the last episode on the TV theme songs. It seems I stumped you on a couple of mine, but it's all good. By the way, I did indeed mean another world, the soap and not a different world, just to clarify. I like that theme too, but I did but it didn't make my list. All right, that's <laughs> it for now. See you online. Take care. Tawana. Thank you so much. Good times.
1: Thank you, Tawana.
0: Oh, I don't want to get accused of reading these too fast, but we're almost three hours here so
1: i know trust me i got people staring at me right now <laughs> Our, I've, I've i've gotten messages
2: from my wife she's like when are you gonna be done <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> uh,
0: we do have a new channel sir for those sir damien writes in
2: good too t- bad we can't listen to his email gotta go
0: <laughs> <laughs> good day to you jameson and jason if he made it first Ooh, here here's my I top here's my top 10 theme songs from the past show 10 is airwolf nine bj and the bear uh, eight is Friends. Seven is Big Bang Theory. Six is Knight Rider. Five is 21 Jump Street. Four is The Fall Guy. Three is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Two is The A Team. And one is Dukes of Hazard. And now my top 10 shows gone too soon. Number 10, Special Unit 2. Number nine is The Class. Number eight is John Doe. Seven is Birds of Prey, which I remember Ugh. that one. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Show. Six is Surface. Five is Blade. Four is Nowhere Man. Three is Fireflight, two is Jericho, number one is Night Rider two thousand eight. Uh, I love the podcast that goes hand in hand with Sweep the Leg, which to which I wrote in for the first time over there a few weeks ago. Thank you, sir. Also, I enjoy Movie Mojo Monthly and of course all of Jason's podcasts, including the Shadowy Flight, that I just started listening to. And I'm already oh, yeah. already up to the Night Rider Festival two episode. And of course, still looking forward to what you bring to the table after you took over for Jason and Dan. Yes, I have to record after this. Get the new episode up. Anyways, anyone, <laughs> everyone, keep up for the great. Everyone, keep up the great work, and I'm looking forward to many more years of all your guys' show. Damon from Houston. Excellent. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thank you, sir. All right. And Wealthy69 wrote in and says TV shows that left too soon. Awake, a TV show about a doctor with the split personality. Split mm-hmm. personality takes over at nighttime events during the daytime. Really good TV show and got cut. Drive, another good TV show uh, across the country. Drag Race for prize uh, goes on every oh, 20 starring years. starring Goldberg. Yeah, and so Nathan Fillion was a huge and Nathan star. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Uh, Lucky Seven, joke. Uh, no ordinary family show about superheroes, good premise, villains, good guys. But reviews, I guess, were bad. Off the top of my head, I think that's uh, what I have. If I think of any, I'll write in. Thanks so much. And I think that is it. Oh, I sure hope so. Hold on one second. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we
2: don't like hearing
0: from you guys. Sorry, guys. It's just been a long show. We're just too yappy. Oh, my gosh. All right. That is it for all of our emails. So thank you, Channel Surfers, for writing in. Good times. So we got to wrap up the show. Jason, I just got to say, sir, um, I just listened to your Friday the 13th episode for the first time, the film and Focus 1 you and Dan did. Seriously? Seriously. years ago? Yeah, dude. It was so good, man. I I totally agree with you. I think I'm in the same place you are, but I might put the remake over six. But I think I'm at six. The remake, four, and Jason X as my favorites in the series,
1: man. I agree. With, I disagree with what you had to say at the 26 minute mark, though. You remember that? No. Oh,
0: come on. <laughs> I just listened to it. <laughs> oh, and it's the only time Dan schooled you ever in podcasting history. That is the only Dan t- knows those horror movies, man. Yeah, that was good times. But why don't you pimp out your Halloween stuff you're doing, sir? It's excellent, by the uh, way. man.
2: Unfortunately, I've gotten so busy over the month of October, we haven't gotten to nearly as much as we would have wanted to. But if you go to listen to Show Me the Winston Uh, we're just talking about Halloween related things over there and over on flicks. We've been going through some haunted ghost movies type thing that anything that's haunted houses, ghostly possession, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, we've got a review of Carrie coming out soon. Um, we're gonna be doing poltergeist Amityville horror, the remake. Uh, we've done the innkeepers with Jameson and, uh, what other thing? We did a Curse of Chucky review. Yeah. Oh, so. thank
0: thank you for doing that, by the way. You saved me a lot of trouble on uh, not yeah. watching that, so thank you. Yeah, it was something. Uh-huh. All right. I listened too late. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I, I just I just finished Child's Play last night. I'm re- I gotta record that sucker right after we're done with here, so I can't wait. It's gonna be good times. And
2: on the next episode, I think the Amityville horror. Or the Carrie episode, I can't remember which. I'm gonna have my rebuttal to your review of the Halloween 35th Anniversary Blu-ray. Really? My oh, own this review. This is like an old school this. rap battle. Uh, I know.
0: Okay, so you you bought it. So are you upset? I did because
2: you-, you told me it was amazing.
0: I did. So you're upset with me, sir? You'll have to listen uh, in. Yeah, you'll have to listen. Oh man, you're killing me here, dude. I I'm sorry, <laughs> man. If it's about the documentary and you're mad at me, I'm sorry, dude. I love that documentary, dude. I hope that's he not. He got so... eight
1: of his friends to help him buy this. <laughs>
0: right. You need to apologize to a bunch of people. Uh, just please tell me you don't rip on me on the episode. At no, least. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, I haven't recorded it. Yet, I'm going to go full bore now. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, in regards to Halloween, if you guys want to hear something funny, go back and listen to flicks where Jason talks Rob Zombie's Halloween and tears it to pieces. It's the funniest crap ever, man. I love that episode, dude. I've been going back to the old school stuff during Oktoberfest, and you just ripping on that, man, was so good, man. You totally brought up my day, man. It was so good. Okay. Yeah. It was Word. fun. Go check it out. So I think that's it for you, sir. Uh, you got any more podcasts that I don't know about? Besides uh... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and –
2: We've got Film. the S.H.I.E.L.D. Files, we got Crossroads for the Supernatural fans, and we've got uh, Film in Focus, which has a few interviews on the last couple uh, episodes with uh, some indie filmmakers that I respect, so go
0: check it out. Excellent. And, uh, Jameson, we know where to find you, man. Good times.
1: Yeah, man. I'm over at Movie Mojo Monthly. Uh, we got a new episode up that the sound is awesome on, so check <laughs> it out. Um, but the yeah. content is solid. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the content is better than the audio was on this one. It's it's pretty great. Um, and uh, I'll be on an upcoming STL, whether Mike knows it or not.
0: So. Yeah, Puppet Master, baby. Can't sure, wait. why not? Uh, uh, hey, I've never I've never seen it. I have to do it. So
1: oh, don't. Uh, hmm. Good yeah. luck, man. I know. <laughs> I get to rewatch it for the first time in like twenty years. That could be great. And then we'll I'm do, do.
0: I'm currently doing a
2: rewatch of the entire series. Okay. Because I bought the – because it's the sh- movies I watched when I was a kid. I had to get it. it was Ten bucks, it had six of the movies on there. No, more than that. I think eight of the movies on there. And so I bought it, and me and a friend of mine have been going through them. I think we've gone through three of them. Oh, my God, they're so terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, and then, of course, you have Indiana Jones too. We got to do in November. so. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good times. So, that yeah. That was
1: a painful episode.
0: What? What was all the Raiders, <laughs> sir? You. <What's, laughs> How what? dare you? Hey, man, I'm just being honest, man. Oh. I, I'm looking forward to two, though, man. I think I, I'm going to have so much more fun with that one just now that I got Raiders out of the way. So, it'll be good. You I'm wanna... looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be good. So, if you want to write in, what's the email address, sir? Uh, Podcast, the number
1: one at gmail.com. And what are we doing next month? We have no idea what we're doing next month. As always. We probably
2: won't go three hours.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I hope not.
0: But, uh, down. if you want to, uh, join our Facebook group, the, ch- the CCP Channel Surfers, that's where, you know, we put all that stuff, see what you guys want. Go to Facebook, type that in. There you go. Be part of the exclusive club, as we like to call it and uh jason was awesome having you on sir thank you so much for coming on man it was a blast and
1: yeah thanks for finally fitting it into your schedule (laughs) right
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i think that's a wrap so you guys have a good one we'll catch you next month we'll give you guys you know facebook posts see what you guys want to do and we'll catch you in november so you guys have a good one take care as soon as time